How you been? Man, life is good, man. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no kids on the way. Some chilling. I'm talking about contrary to what you may have heard. Yeah, that ain't what the streets are saying, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, the streets talk too much. It's fine. I don't go outside, so how the streets know, you hold know up, what I mean? Hold up, hold up, hold up. What you mean you don't changed. go outside? What you mean you don't go outside? You was at E3. Uh, that's true. That's outside. That that, that, so that counts. Dude, that's extra outside. Okay. I didn't know. I was outside, but I wasn't on the... I wasn't out, I wasn't pregnant outside. Never mind. Anyway, it was good. What up? What up? No, it's, it's fine. Yo, before I introduce this, we're back with the Shadosha. I want to yeah. thank him for stepping in. Henry, he's not here because of like his not on his own accord. He had to work, and I was like, dude, get some rest. I still want to put the episode out on on Monday, so just get some rest. And if I have to do it by myself, I'll do it by myself. But I asked Shadosha instead. And he came through because uh-huh. I know I can trust my mans, right? That's right. right. Trust is everything. For sure. Right. Especially in this industry. In this industry, <laughs> for sure. I'm learning that, dude. Good. I'm glad. I hate this industry, but I'm here. I'm, happy I, I'm on here. the same. I'm literally getting to the same like feeling where it's like something happens. I'm like. <sighs> it's a deep breath, really... right? It's like, all right, well, it is Thursday. So it's about time this happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah there you go. There you yeah. go. So, guys, I want to say welcome back to another episode of Till Good Game Do Us Part. This is episode 20. I want to apologize for last episode because I felt like I didn't give it my 100%. And I don't know why. It just felt it was off day for me. But I would still want to record. Um, But I wanted to apologize for last episode because it, it felt lackluster after I put it out. So I apologize to all our listeners. Hopefully Where were you when you recorded that? Um, I was in New York with Henry. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, you had one of them little spontaneous drives that you usually be doing, and I don't like that's cool. Like that's dedication. I appreciate that. And, it, and you know what's funny about that? So I wasn't even supposed to go up there that weekend. Yeah, I figured. But something I, happened with Henry, and your boy like got super excited. Um, he made a move, and I was like, "All right, well, since you made that move." I kind of feel obligated to come. So, like, don't right. cancel the move. Just, like, I'll just commit and come up and we can record and, you know, just do no, whatever cool. it takes. It sounds so. like you got caught in the middle of nap time. I mean, I ain't. I enjoyed it, but we here. Bump all that. We here now. You know what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking yeah. about bump all that. That's right. So, I know I just, like, this is super last minute for you, and I threw the mm-hmm. docket over at you. <laughs> and no, you it's probably cool. like. Somebody, you with like um well, well you listen we'll go down the list but some of this stuff I got a chance to actually check out myself so it's pretty dope you know what I mean yeah. so I don't really go down the docket list all the time like in order Good. I'm pretty sure like some people may do that but I don't do that no. just because I don't know how transition uh, topics will transition so it's always fun to like jump around kind of yeah, but fine. I do I do want to start <laughs> with this ultimate Tender streamer, like oh e girl troll. Did I know, this dude. This show is funny with. as hell. Yeah, you can't. Did you Did you see the clip? I don't know because I just seen you. Did you see the clip? No, I'm gonna check it right now. I see a dude on his phone and a bunch of emojis, which means somebody got their stuff off. Like somebody got bodied. What? Just open the article, right, and then just uh-huh. watch the Twitch clips. Uh-huh. You're gonna die right. laughing, bro. Oh, this is funny. This shit had me. Rolling, so wait, he dude. clipped out somebody's body. 
and put a face over it. On a Yo, green screen. Oh, 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 that is godlike. Dude, and the streamer who's watching it is like, Yo, that bitch is bad, bro. But he was trolling stuff. I was like, dude. That's funny. That is the greatest, like, bait to get someone to click on your stream mm. and not even realize, like, what they're clicking into. Yeah. yeah I was just like... Job. That's genius. It's a, dude, that is smart. Yeah. So smart. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, all right. So if we're on this topic, we might as well talk about the uh, elephant in the room, which is um, cam girls. I say that knowing that you may get thrown under the bus, but it's pretty funny. Like, I, I laugh at it because, you know, there's been a long time. Well, I mean, for a long time now, uh, there's been a thing where, you know, there's two different genders that stream and you know one of them is just more visually attractive than the other so you would think that people would go to watch games just to watch games but let's be honest some of these dudes in here are literally going to twitch to find a cam girl and it's weird but there's a market for it and i'm not against it so you know as a as a result there are some people that lash out oh man that's not legit whatever like i think it's totally a thousand percent legit and if somebody wants to buy into it that's a-okay but if you are the type of person that's gonna be upset right like you are you like oh you mad or oh, i can't i'm trying to get mine and these these e-girls i hate that term by the way e-girls <laughs> don't stop putting e next to stuff like why don't you e shut the fuck up anyway sorry i cuss um <laughs> no that's what this podcast is for man we curse okay, a long time good. yeah so they need to e shut the you get the point but like, all right, well, if that's really an issue and you think that's a concern, well, why don't you put it to the test? Why don't you, like, that's smart. I wish I thought of that. Take a green screen, cut out a pretty chick, get rid of her face, and then green screen your face on her face. And then, like, you're not lying. Yeah, because it's still lying. you. Yeah, it's your you stream. Know, people, people started doing, too, they started putting, like, gifts there. Like, gifts of somebody that's not really real. They just put yeah. it in there and, like, repeat it. Like, I thought to do that, so I'm not even going to find but... You know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely don't look like the white girl on this video, so I don't think I could get away with it. <laughs> but that's funny. I think that's really clever. That's really clever. See, on the, on the, and on that topic, and I don't like to speak about, on the podcast, I don't like to speak too much about, like, the female-related issues with streaming, mm -hmm. only because we don't have a female on the podcast, and I feel like right. those are certain topics where it's like, you need a woman's opinion because then yeah, it's just like sure. two dudes talking about a, something they don't know. You know what I mean? Right. I personally think that the reason so many people have issues with women who come into streaming and think they who think they are doing it for sexual value, I will agree and say, yes. Does that benefit them? Yes, 100 percent. For sure. But that's like with, short term. But yeah. Yeah. Short term or. The moment they find out they're not single or something, dudes dip, blah, 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 right? Because mm. looks don't last forever. Right. It's the longevity thing that people aren't looking for because it that essentially doesn't create longevity. But it's also the fact that people look at it as you're not in this for gaming. You're not passionate about gaming. And that could be right. the case. But to some extent, that's not for them to to gauge and judge that right you can't yeah there's no yeah, there's no genuine meter true very true very so true. if she decides to do it for 
four years and she's still there, then by that time, most people validating like, nah, she's genuine. Like she's here four games, blah, blah, blah. But she could still not be there for that. But it's like that time thing. Like how much, how much time have you put in for me to say like as individual that you're genuine and that like you're in this for like what it is gaming, not all the BS around it. But I feel like we won't know that because we don't, we don't know people's intentions. Um, intentions can change. And again, it's just a topic where it's like dudes, to some extent, dudes shouldn't really speak on it because you don't know the person's background and it kind of just comes off that you're just a jaded guy because there's an attractive female who gets maybe even five more viewers than you, mm-hmm. but you think it's just because she has, a, you know, tits. Well, well, all right, let me add to that, because I agree with you. Um, this is what I've discovered. Most people who have a complaint about the e-girl coming in, being attractive, and taking their streamers are not there for the culture like they say they are. This is the takeaway that I got from it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are people who feel like their business is being threatened. So I like for, to be honest with you, from them, I don't want to hear anything like from the male community. I don't want to hear anything about... Oh, this girl, now I don't want to hear that. Now, if a woman said something in regards to that about other women doing that, I think that's more so a conversation to be had, right? Because that's like, all right, we are gamers. We really want to represent gaming and make that a business and a passion. But it feels like we're being pigeonholed into this lane because other people are coming in and that's where the attention is going. Like if that was the conversation, and again, you're right, we don't have a woman here to have that conversation. So we damn sure can't have it. That would be one thing, though. Right. But a bunch of dudes said, like, first off, I I say this all the time. Chances are the demographic that would be watching you play video games would be watching you play video games. They wouldn't be on that other channel watching that other stuff. Um, Number one. And then number two, I mean, if you really for the culture. Right. Like if you're really for the culture, why is that stopping you? Yeah. Playing games and broadcasting. it. Why are you worried about the numbers? Why are you worried about all of these other metrics? Is this something that you're passionate about or is this something that you're business-wise passionate about. So if it's that, I don't want to hear about the culture because you're not in it for the culture. You're in it for the business. And um, another thing that you said, and I find this to be the case with everything, even even in my case, I'll use myself, for example, because um, I do it too. But like in hip-hop, actually, I shouldn't, I'm not going to use myself as an example just yet, but like in hip-hop or any music, a lot of people get into the music, make music, and then leave music to do other ventures. That's so common. Yeah. And we don't call them like, we, 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 you know, we don't, we don't call them users or they just in it for the whatever. Like we, we let them get their stuff off. Either we're rocking with them or not. And then, you know, at some point their popularity kind of dwindles, but they use that as a platform to get into other things. So like you met, like they're doing exactly what you should be doing. You get, you know, get in the system, create a foundation or a platform. Don't put your eggs all in one basket, you know, do what you do because you love it. Um, expand, and then if you still want to do it as a hobby, you'll find a way to dis- discover that hobby, or, 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 excuse me, to transition it into a hobby. But don't start talking trash on the next person because whatever. Like, hustle. They're hustling. That's the hustle. There's a lane for them. That's not even like if they really did their homework, they would realize that's, that's not, not exactly even their, their lane. lane, right? Yeah. And then you go from there. Because I mean, look, we can talk all of this trash about. E girls and blah blah blah. Here's a here's a few facts I've I know from doing my research as a former Twitch admin and as a person that is obsessively 
on Twitch, right? Check mm-hmm. this out. There are there are a lot of streamers out here that are very popular. And most of them who are making the big money are not the hot e-girls. Nope. They're not. They're a bunch of pro gamers that are usually white males. Mm-hmm. That's number one. So, like, you don't hear them complain because they're not they're in the higher ranks. But also that that percentage of quote unquote e-girls that are quote unquote taking all of the business in the just chatting check section are a small percentage of partners in general. Yeah. But like and I'm just talking about numbers and I'm talking about metrics. I'm not talking about um any other belief related stuff. I'm just talking about the numbers. There's a there's far more male Twitch partners and affiliates than there are women. And there's far more male Twitch partners than there are affiliates that are in a higher rank of making that good money and consistent. So no, that's not really a thing. But seeing somebody who believes that that's a thing actually take action, let's get back to it. That's funny as hell. That's like, if it's really an issue, you fight fire with fire in that situation. Go ahead. I like that approach. That's funny. I think most you do should actually do that. And then let's see if they still complain. Yeah, because it's 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 creative, it's clever, and it, if if you think like, okay, if I have a set of boobs on my stream that'll grow it, do that. And you know what? Let's be trash for a second. Like, let's really be petty, pathetic, disgusting, conniving, like toxic, masculine guys, right? You know what you got? You as men get to do, you get to switch boobs up every stream. <laughs> you get to switch titties. Like, you know what? A, you know what? An e girl can't do without actually getting surgery. Switch boobs. You literally get the green screen. Like if you re- if you're really that conniving, right? Like let's let's be disgusting for a second. I didn't even like think if, about that. That's crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so now it's like you got a whole nother layer to the godliness. Like now you can, like girl, other girls can't do that because that looks like that looks gross. But it's literally a joke if a dude did that. If a dude did that same cutout, but now he's got a theme. Now he switches it up. Now it's a different set. Of, you know, a different low cut shirt. With some different shoulders. Now, again, I'm saying this. This is not. I. That's not okay. We shouldn't. We shouldn't sexualize and blah 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 and all of that other stuff. But if this is really a concern and an issue, or you want to make a case, this is a great way to do it. Switch it up. You know, be a dark skinned girl the next the next stream. Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, girls can't do that to each other without it looking away. But dudes, well, we we look pathetic. But I mean. But I'm if you sure if you're a numbers person, you you don't care about looking pathetic. You care about right. numbers, right? Exactly, exactly. You said you couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, but yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is just like, like you just said, and I think it was I want to say it was probably Ninja who brought up this topic one time. But the people who are watch, viewing those uh, women, right? Just because their stream ends does not mean they're immediately coming to your channel. Very true. Because if they want to look at an attractive woman play video games, that's what they're going to look for on Twitch. They're not going to go to your stream to see your gameplay. Right. Because that's not their interest. That's not what they want to view on the platform. That's a fact. It's not until the dudes who get mad about that, about the guys who go to those women's stream, Mm -hmm. they bring it to light. And because they're so loud and vocal about it that's what you know gets pushed to the forefront because it's like why are you so angry about this like you're, yeah. you're the one bringing it up bringing light right. to this no one else cares that's so true. again I, I think this dude was just doing that to troll but it's like you said if it's a problem try it and see if it works if it don't 
But that shit was hilarious. Just like, and the the dude's reaction is priceless. He's just like, oh my god, the bitch is bad. <laughs> oh man. So from there, let's let's uh let's can let's give a uh, tempo axe a big congratulations. He won his first. I don't even, I don't know if those like summit houses are considered majors, but he won his first tournament, which yeah. was uh Smash Summit Eight. Mm-hmm. I will say that I'm super happy for him, and it's mainly because I got to talk to him at uh, I think it was Smash Con 2016 or 17. Yeah, and it was a very brief. Hey, Axe, you mind if I take a picture? Blah blah blah. Just you know, super casual conversation. But like, mm-hmm. I saw how nice this dude was. And just like how much he cared about the game, and it was just like, damn, I'm kind of a fan now. Like, <laughs> I want I want you to win events now. So seeing him and, win that and how emotional yeah. he was after, it was like, dude, like you earned it. Like For no sure. no one, no one can take that away from you. Like you earned, and and melee being one of the most competitive, like I guess fighters. I'm gonna call it a fighter. Um, where you can see so many of like top players getting rotated, winning through uh winning events. Yeah, like yeah, you might see yeah. like Armada or Mango or Hungry Box win like four in a row, whatever. But even if they miss an event, an event, or even if they're at one, they can get upset and like lose. You know what I mean? So like, there's it's yeah. anyone's game. Like sure. the people you see in Smash, they're all capable of winning. And losing tournaments like mm-hmm. yeah some are at a higher level but like they're all capable of winning and losing right so with him winning that event right I, I know your background was mainly from uh virtue fighter but when i ask for you placing well let me ask this first have you won tournaments and this isn't like to throw shade it's just because i don't I, I don't know mm-hmm. yeah no i have what was it like for you to get those, like going to that event, you know, with, that, with with whatever thoughts, and then coming out on top? Like, did that make you realize anything? Change the way that the community saw you, or um, how you played? All right, so let me just. Ta- I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle those little by little. In the beginning, I had no expectations of getting as high as I did the first time I did it. Mm-hmm. Um. I was just there to play. And I knew the more I won, the more I got to play. Like I was very, you know, it was a very primitive mind like that. Like legit. I just wanted to play. I wanted to be nice. I was so used to competition because I used to play my cousin and my brother all the time. Um, but I just learned how to learn and it was dope. Once once I started placing high, like, you know, because I actually I was in somebody else's stream and they were getting depressed because they would go to tournaments and they would go two and one, two and zero. And I asked them, what do you what do you at that tournament for? And a lot of people's first intent is to win, which is absolutely fine. But, you know, I didn't really learn how to develop a winner's state of mind until I got closer to winning. So, like, I know if I recall, this dude right here, um, Axe, he got he he got second at Genesis 6, right? Um, I can look it up real quick, but I'm not 100% sure. Regardless, so what, is, what is dope, what's always been dope about uh, an event like Summit is um, it's always been around, like for fighting games at least, it's always been... Um, I think it's Swiss style round, round robin, so everybody plays everybody, and then it just tallies up the um, the ratios, and then and then you go from there. I think that is the dopest before you get into like a double elimination. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, for him to do that and with Pikachu, fam, that's crazy. Like, I mean, Pikachu's probably better in this version of Smash than the um like like previous ones, but still like with with, with the characters that are out there now, look, man. Look, I'm not gonna get too into detail. I know we talk about other stuff there, but him doing that and him, this is his first one, and it was at Summit. Like for an exhibition, that's like an invite only exhibition. That's pre- that's pretty prestigious. Maybe not on a level of like, like I know you're used to Evo and all of that other stuff. But what makes Evo so ridiculous is that it's it's a literal, uh, it's a free for all in a sense. Yeah, because um, anyone can enter. Anyone can enter, and then you go from there, and where the summit is uh, invite only. I think they have some qualifiers, but more so it's invite only. So, you know, first off, for him to get invited, that's a um, success story. And then for him to make it out of his group and then beat Mango and Leffen and, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so to uh, answer your question, he did he did win, uh, he did get second place at Genesis 6. Oh, and coming, me, coming back from uh, a loser's he bracket, actually. That's okay. So let me, let me, let me backtrack. I thought he played the new Smash one with Pikachu. My man's did this in melee. Yeah, melee. Where there's a Jigglypuff, there's Falco, there's, there's uh Falco. Man, listen, I can name all of the names that would probably place before damn Pikachu, and he did it with Pikachu. That's crazy. So no, I salute him. I, I, no, I salute him for that. And he and he only plays Pikachu. It's not like yeah, loyal. Like where you see people go from like Sheik and like Falco or like Fox to Falco. Which to me is still weird that Fox and Falco have different play styles within Melee when they're so like close. So similar, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, listen, that's a you learn that quick in fighting games. You change one button and that can change the whole matchup. That's true. That's that's a real thing. But dude, being being getting second in Genesis Six and then coming and winning it. Oh my god, that's just like, yeah, man. Yeah, man, he deserves it. I, I I'm really happy for him, especially because this is his first one. So you know. And that's kind of that, that's that itch though. You know, you do it once, now you got to do it again. Now you got to do it in a row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's, that's, that's great. After he won, he got a lot more views on his stream. Like a bunch mm-hmm. of people came in congratulating him. Um, he got a bunch of subs. At one point, he had like, uh, he it was like 17, I think it was 1,700 views, right? Mm-hmm. But he he was getting more views than like a tournament at the time. Yeah. But this was just him like after the tournament was done, like playing like on his regular stream. And I was like, the fact that the Smash community can be like that supportive, like this dude has never won wins. Now you guys are flooding him with love. I want to see it kept there, but like I know that's not gonna gonna happen because it's like all right, win again. Right. But. The fact that like they were able to do that and just come out and be like, "Yo, like, congrats! We want to see you do well. Like, keep it up!" and just like showing him that massive love and respect. It's just like, dude, X, you freaking deserve all the praise you're getting right now. And yeah. again, the fact that you did it on Pikachu, the people that's like, "Oh, it's only a spam character. Like, no skill." Like, right? You were the underdog, and you finally came out on top. Like, plain and simple. Yeah. So happy yeah. to see it. Ride that wave. Keep that momentum going and get and prepare for the next one. For um, sure. So since we're talking about like accomplishments and yeah, underdogs. Well, I wouldn't really say these guys are underdogs, but 100 Thieves. About time. They won. They previously won. What was it? Uh, CWL 
oh my god cwl london and then they came back to be double champions to win anaheim but it's interesting because people were like their worst played objective was hard point and they were outslayed during that game type right right but they still managed to win the entire event yeah so that brings me to this topic why is it still that our gaming communities think that a high KDA and slang is the only way to win a game? Even if that <laughs> that objective is not like that's not the objective. Like if it says, hey, capture the flag, but all you do is sit there trying to kill people and they end up getting the flag. Right. You've you've lost. Yeah. That's yeah. what an essentially hard point is. What? Like King of the Hill. Right. You sit at a point, get points, and then yep. you reach so 250, they win. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, all right, let me just let me just say this, bro. All of those people that think the way that they do are not winning tournaments. <laughs> so let me just put that out there right now. Like, look, if they, if, if they understood what it takes, this is the reason why the Raptors, well, besides the injuries, but the Toronto Raptors won the um, NBA Finals. Yeah. Kawhi, Kawhi, although he got MVP, what did he keep saying? Teamwork. Okay, maybe you died. Like I say this to a lot of people because, like, my, I myself when I play competitive, like team competitive stuff, I'm very um, objective based. I don't care about getting kills, and that's the thing that's like annoying about this. I mean, they're talking about being outslayed in hardpoint. Okay, did they hold their positions? Maybe they didn't get the kills, but did they keep them at bay enough? Did they kill enough? Like, did did they objectively do all of the right things? To keep their opponents out of a hard point. How, what was their road like? Like, let's talk about their rotations. How many times did they get to the hard point for first? Mm-hmm. How much? Um, how long did they keep them out? You know, like what was their rotations like? How 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 often did they successfully beat the uh, the team on a rotation or suppress a rotation? Fam, I can get into this all day. And that's and and that and it is kind of sad. Like, all right, well, they didn't they they got out slain. Cool. Streak management, like how often did they get their streak? Maybe they got killed, but how often did they get their streaks off? And now they pushed the spawn way to the opposite end, and they can't get in quick enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of those things matter. It's called team effort. It's not just about kills, but like you know, I mean, kills look cool. That's why people care about them. Kills look cool, and it's sad because the young son, the unsung heroes, are the ones that are usually winning the games. They're the ones that do all of the hard stuff in between while everybody else is fragging out. So, you know, whatever. And, yeah, and I think, this, this was overdue for 100 Thieves. I'm happy. I'm really happy. They needed a back-to-back. And it's, and it's kind of nutty because I think they were, I think the stat was like they were down like 40 kills to Envy and Optic mm-hmm. at some point, or it might have been one or the other. But again, like you said, it's like if you're positioned well, you could go kill my entire team all you want. But if I'm still on the hard point and I'm slaying your one player that you're pushing to me or the two of you that are pushing me. Right. And you're just killing my teammates. If I'm still on the on the objective, you lose. Yeah. Because the objective exactly. is not to kill everyone. Right. And it's kind of weird that like, and I won't say this is only within the COD community because you see it in Overwatch all the time where people are like, oh, do you have a gold medal? Or right. do you have gold kills? <laughs> That's true. Um, Bitch, I'm playing support. Why would I have gold medals? Like, how much time do you have on the objective? How far have you pushed the payload? Like, that's how you win the game. Like, Overwatch sure. don't have deathmatch. For sure. And, like, at least in competitive, there's no deathmatch. So it's like, if you are on the objective, 
and you're bragging and yelling and being toxic and saying, well, I have gold limbs. That don't matter. We lost. Yeah, I don't care how much gold you have in plastic tear. Kiss my ass. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what? I hate that. But you, there, there's a, there are people like that. What I want to know, and what I want to see, like, this, I don't think this stat is available. Or rather, I wouldn't know where to find it because I'm lazy. But um, in regards to Call of Duty, I do want to see how many hard points or how much time. Uh, no, I already said how much time they spent in the hard point. But I want to see, like, how much contesting did they do? Because dying a lot could be. It, that 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 just might mean that they rushed a hard point and stood in there. You don't get points when the hard point's contested. No one does until the hard point is clear and you're the only team in that hard point. Mm-hmm. So so okay, maybe they died a lot. Maybe they ran in on purpose and tried to frag out, and there was a constant flow of people running in where you couldn't get points in that hard point, and it just ticked down or something. You yeah, because saying? yeah, because if you're outslaying them, like say they're all pushing right, and like you mm-hmm. said, it's contested and they're not getting any points but even though you're out slaying them if you're not in that point or them dying and it, the point resets and they're beating you to it and they're getting those like you know first few points before you can rotate to the objective because you killed them that would make sense too yeah. because it's like even though you're out slaying them if they're getting those first initial points and you're contesting right you're not getting the points either, so they're still in the lead. Yep. So they're just gradually, little, you know, collecting points here and there, but you're still at zero or whatever you're at because you're now rotating to get to the objective that they're in. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. that makes sense too. Like I can imagine players getting killed and just being like, "All right, a hard points about the, you know, shift." Die. I'm already on the hard point, but y'all can go ahead and die, and then y'all be back on this side or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot more. That that does make a lot of sense. It's just curious to me why people will always brag about like why why the, I get why kill death ratio is associated with skill. Yeah, but why it's associated with tournament winnings is like beyond me. Right. Listen, I'm gonna say it like this, man. If if kills were the only thing that mattered, then the team that was the best at fragging out would pretty much win every tournament all the time. But we see roster changes quite often. Sure, you may be able to frag out, but can you coordinate? Mm-hmm. Can you communicate? All of that may all can can you be a playmaker? And then playmaker may not mean get a kill. It may mean run in, use your alt, die in the process, but scare the hell out of everybody and make them jump off a point or drop a flag or you know or be distracted. You know, it just some people don't like some people don't appreciate the brilliance that is Mirage's Mirage. That's what I like to tell people nowadays, because Apex Legends is a thing. Mirage that one little bit. Yeah, well, that one little bamboozle <laughs> is the difference. That thing is broken because it's the difference between focus and fire on one thing and you know, being distracted by another thing. Like, no matter how much you realize that bamboozle is a thing and that mirage is always going to use bamboozle you still have to consider it you still have to consider that extra body running across the street even for a nanosecond you have to consider it you know there's just i'm bringing that up but i'm saying that because like that's important there's the things you got to pay attention to and you could land every shot on the mirage but if it's not him you now been flanked and now you lost because you focus your attentions on the wrong objective Right. And and I mean, who's tracking that stat? How many times, how many people got bamboozled? Like how many bullets <laughs> were absorbed by your bamboozle? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. who's, like 
like that's an objective play. I'm bringing that up because that's an objective play. Who yeah. runs in and does the bamboozling? Like that person is never gonna get an MVP award for taking the most bullets to the face and distracting a team. You know? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When you said uh, if more people, what'd you say? If more people wanted to play games or focus on KDA, I thought you were about to say they should play fighters. I really thought that's <laughs> no, where you were going with no, that. No, 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 <laughs> because you know what? Like, yo, fighting games. Everybody, this is why I win a lot. If you look at Tekken, like high-level Tekken, they're not going for big launches. They're poking. Most of the, the, the launches and stuff come from counterheads or whiff punishes. You know what I mean? Like, when you go for big damage, and that's the problem. A lot of people go in and try to do these combos, and they just lose. It's like, all right, well, what's your footsies like? There's the things that people don't pay attention to. Um, do you know how to whiff punish? Do you know frame advantage? Do you know when it's your turn? Do you know when to go out of turn? All of these other things that people don't pay attention to. All the thing people know is that, oh, man, he know how to style with that character. Look at the combos he could do. Like, come on, bro. But if it was all about combos, Biffo Tasty would be winning all of the tournaments if it was all about combos. But no, it's not. There's so much more to it. And sometimes, most of the time in a high-level tournament, you don't see too much high-level stuff in regards to combos. You don't see any flashy combos. You see bread and butter and really, really good fundamentals. And that's it. That's it. Very true. Maybe I need to. Uh... No, I tried to learn a fighting game and it didn't go that well. It's not bad, but I mean, if you don't have somebody in your group that's really about it and is patient enough to explain everything little by little, like in my stream, I try to break things down and analyze for people. It works, um, and the people around it they do get an understanding and get better. But like that's that's too few. A good teacher in fighting games is too few, and a lot of people don't know how to learn in general. So, you know, it just doesn't work that well. Oh, no. Nah, for me, it was, um, I think I told you the other day, but I was I tried playing, te- no, not Tekken, Mortal Kombat 10. 10, not 11? Interesting. This was this was before 11 had even got oh, announced. Okay. I had bought it on Steam. That's why I said that, but yeah, go ahead. Um, I tried to, like, just do basic inputs. Like, it just felt really weird. I couldn't tell, like, with the with the movement, like right. reading it in the menu, I couldn't tell if I was supposed to like drag the analog stick or if it's supposed to be like quick flicks of the controller. Oh. So like it was so hard to pick up. Like I would do a combo and then I would try to do it again and then I would drop it or just miss and it would just be like, I don't know what I did right the first time uh, to be able to though. repeat got it. You. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Um, so I returned that shit within like two hours so I could get my money back <laughs> on Steam. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, no, a lot of fighting games have a hard time explaining input windows. I think Mortal Kombat 11 did a great job at that. Like, it legit pauses and says, this is the window. Or it'll show the flash to get used to win- input windows. But, yeah, you're right. That's something that people don't do often enough. So, um, that needs to happen. Sticking to tournaments, what are your thoughts on, um, apparently, Epic not paying people out? Because they addressed the that? issue and was like, yeah, sort um, of. They had like a processing issue. It sounds like a processing concern. I think it was. Um, I think it was partially processing, and I legit feel that some people just didn't fill out whatever documents needed to be filled out. Yeah, because gamers okay. are lazy and think like, oh, you should just give me cash, and that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Yo, like super think- grassroots. I got to say something on top of that that we're not appreciating. You know what Fortnite does? And a lot of people may hate this in the beginning, but boy, let me tell you, they are doing you a justice. They take out taxes. 
they take it out for you. Yo, that that to to a lot of people that may sound like, oh my god, that's hogwash. But yo, Fortnite is putting out tournaments that are going like well over the million dollar mark, mm-hmm. right? And whether you realize this or not, when you win a tournament, this is see, you gotta win a tournament to know this. But when you win a tournament, unless it's grassroots, you're not getting paid under the table. You gotta fill out paperwork, and that that money has to be tracked. Fortnite is doing uh, what a hundred million dollar tournaments every year now. I believe so. Last year, that's a crazy amount of money, which means that people are making six figures and to win a tournament, maybe five. Okay, fine, but they're making so much. Um, they're they're giving out so much money. This stuff has to be tracked. You have to track it. Um, if you're a, a player and you win a tournament and you win a hundred thousand dollars and you don't put that money aside, say so you get a ten ninety nine. I think it is. Yeah, right? it's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. They're locking you up. And you're like, well, wait, what am I going to jail for? It's like, well, you didn't pay your taxes on that money that you won. Yeah, you have to pay taxes on the money that you win. I think it's wonderful that these guys are already withholding taxes and then giving you the net payout. Now, the problem is people ain't getting a net payout. So in that sense, um, I don't really understand what's going on with the paperwork there. I mean, how many cases are there of people getting paid compared to people that are not? But it sounds like when I read this that people are having... Like you said, a lot of issues on understanding how the paperwork works. Yeah, so they did make so, the the payment process. They updated it, and that's essentially their way of addressing it. Um, yeah, I think it's like if you if you haven't won a tournament, then you will get like this new updated process. But if you won money before, you won't. Which kind of makes sense because like if we haven't given you money, then like. We can just redo the whole system, but if we give right, give you money, sense. then we need to like track that, and like this update could potentially, you know, affect that in a way. Right. But right. on top of that, um, would you would I didn't know that, that about the taxes that they take it out. Um, yeah. That's super smart and super helpful, and should help people do their taxes, um, especially if they're like streamers and they're doing like the ten ninety nine. Because we recently saw. I think me and Henry discussed on the last episode, which you can check out on Spotify, iTunes, and not on YouTube yet, but Casey Tron having issues with the IRS, and they came and, like, claimed, like, I think she had, like, 20K in the bank or something, and they, like, mm-hmm. came and claimed it and, like, left her with, like, nine or something, but yep. it was, like, people aren't aware that, like, the IRS is not playing with y'all, <laughs> especially now that streaming and gaming is in the mainstream IRS wants their money like before they were probably like they're doing what they're only playing games all right cool now brush that under the rug but now that they're seeing billion dollar leagues pop up and a billion dollar figure and million dollar figure here no they want their money Mm -hmm. they are not playing with y'all and I'm God forbid but I knock on wood but I guarantee we will see at least one, if we haven't already, at least one of these esports team owners get time or go to court for something for like skipping a tax evasion. Yeah. Because it's it's like young men and women who have never owned businesses, don't know don't have lawyers and don't know the law. So it's like and some of them haven't even had real jobs before. So they don't even know that taxes is a thing. They just hear people talking about it. That's so it's fact. like, you need to pay that. And if you don't, they will come after you and they will that get you on fact. tax evasion. I will not be surprised within the coming years if we see it. 
Like, I recommend this to everybody. Now that you're saying that, yo, pay pay your taxes. If you're a Twitch streamer and you're pulling in some crazy money, especially if you're pulling in some crazy money, besides the fact of saving it, pay your taxes quarterly. At yeah. the end of every quarter, trust me, it'll help. Pay your taxes at the end. And also keep the receipts for all the games that you're buying if you're buying games because those are write-offs. Yeah, all that is. stuff is right off. Even so equipment. Like, yep, equipment is right off. All of that stuff is right off. You can prove it that you're using it. Keep those receipts. You get a percentage of that back. If you're sure. up, if you're upgrading your computer, save the receipt. Don't throw that six hundred dollar graphics card receipt in the trash. Shit, like, even for your internet. Your internet. Damn, I'm trying to think what else. When you buy that DX racer chair, like, <laughs> don't just don't. And this is the thing, like Shadosha just said. Don't just do your taxes. Pay them. Sidebar, real quick. Is this is this stream? I mean, this uh podcast sponsored by any um chairs and companies? No. Okay, good. I'm them chairs start looking are for trash. That. No, fuck them chairs. Them chairs are trash. <laughs> All of them except Secret Labs. And Secret Labs is barely not trash. It's overpriced. Okay? Regular ass computer chair. Those are way more way more comfortable. I, all right, so no lie. I have two DX races. One the community bought me, and I love them for that. The other one I got for my last job, they just gave them away. Thank God. I am in my house sitting on a rinky-dink, very, very, very old leather chair with two pillows on it. And let me tell you, it's way more comfortable than my DX racer. I've had so many back problems because of that damn chair. Screw that chair. <laughs> Wait, okay? so the and lumbar support back. didn't support your lumbar? Is that what you're telling and me right now? My, my lumbar needed moral support after that it was terrible it was terrible and i still have it because i'm trash but like you know what i'm saying like it's terrible let's don't get that chair let's get into this isn't even on the docket but since you brought that up it's something that uh to me is a super important topic mm-hmm. and something that sir scoot scoots uh mentioned on a pot or like a web series or whatever podcast that i was listening to on my way up to new york one time right Right. And again, it's not on the docket and we could go on a tangent and I don't even care because I feel like this is a super important topic topic. When are we going to see player and streamer signature peripherals? Because it baffles oh. me that players and streamers have all this leverage. And again, and this is I'm going to mention something after that uh, Scoot said, but they have all this leverage to market themselves to these companies who want to sell more products, right? <laughs> and this is the thing that yeah. Scoot said. He said yeah. when players and like, I guess streamers and under this case too, to some extent, when they sign the contract for the org, they are signing away everything from head to yep. toe. So like if the org is trying to figure out like, okay, because they're operating as talent manager, managers. And this is what he was talking about with Tifu. They operate as talent managers but they're not registered it as it. But when people sign these contracts, they're not really looking ways to market themselves, you know, like to the companies. They just figure, oh, the org will handle everything. So he was saying, like, <laughs> why not allow um, why not allow a, sh- a streamer or a player be like, instead of you saying, hey, you can't have a a, a keyboard deal because we had, we're sponsored by Razor. He was saying, like, well, since you have that sponsor with Razer, allow them to create a signature keyboard with Razer or whoever the right. peripheral company is. Or he said, if you can't find a sponsor for that individual, for what you have them sign under the contract, give them that right back. 
So if they want to go out and say, I want, uh, I don't know, Supreme Gucci wristbands, right, that I want to wear every game, give them the rights back to their hands or their wrist or whatever in the contract that says they can have certain sponsorships, allow them to go out or their agent to go out and market that sponsor to them. Yeah, I agree with that. And and peripheral companies should be pushing for this because they could sell more product. Imagine if who's who's big right now? Uh, Elise or Stewie Two K on Team Liquid, right? Right. They're sponsored by, I think Razor, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Imagine if so. Stewie's like, okay, well, y'all sent me this keyboard, but it's very uncomfortable. I don't like it. But he can't go buy Corsair or a cooler master keyboard because he has to play Razor. Yeah. Razor should reach out to Stewie and be like, look, and, but the, and this is part of the issue too, is that the players can't speak out on anything because then it's looked at in a negative light. They're about, they're going to get dropped and right. it, it hurts sales and all this other blah, 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 which is BS. But allow those players to go to that, that peripheral company and say, yo, this keyboard is not comfortable. I need something smaller. Is there any way that we can get a custom keyboard? Right. Make that keyboard a prototype, see how people like it, if the player likes it, and then sell it. You know how many yeah. people would be like, what, yeah. Stewie 2K has a keyboard? Right. The most right. important peripheral to play the games in general? I'm the only person, believe it or not, that's glad this is not happening. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Um, I don't want the, I agree with what Scoot says in regards to that should be a thing, but I don't want it to be a thing. I don't want the orgs handling that. The reason I'm saying that is, uh, listen, I agree with you. I think, as a matter of fact, it it breaks my heart that I haven't really heard about any peripherals being made by anybody except for, uh, I think it's HyperX and Fatality. How old is Fatality? He's been doing, he's from the Quake days. Mm -hmm. But but he's been doing that. And even, there was a short span of time where like, even, uh, well, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm going to say this. Quite too, far too often, we see pro pro teams and players be marketed and utilized as brand ambassadors more so than representatives or people with their own lines. Now, the, it could be because most of the time they don't keep these players too long. I think with the exception of Counter-Strike, do we see a roster kind of stick with the roster mm-hmm. for a very long time? But I don't think it's common. League, you're starting to see it a little bit more. Yeah, that's because of the franchising and there's yeah. a lot of paperwork and red tape there. I'm glad I'm not, I'm not a part of that anymore. Um, but like, yeah, I agree with you. And when you don't really see it until people come out of retirement or actually it was Scoots that told me this, um, unless you, they're not signed with an org at all. Scoots told me never sign with an org for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with them. I think, I think what it would be nice to see is, especially if a player is on top, I want to see more of this. Even Ninja's on top, and he's not really doing that. Like, he has his 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 face on cans of Red Bull, and he's getting residuals from that. But it would be great to see, like, a player that's on top um, say to themselves, all right, well, these are things that I want to do. These are things I want to get into. We should make it like that. Like, Shroud talks about this a lot. He wants to make a mouse. His biggest thing is making a mouse. He wants to make a mouse so bad. He wants a Shroud mouse. He doesn't want... Um, to hold the mouse and say, buy this mouse, Shroud approves. You know, it's like, this is the Shroud mouse. Yeah. And it should be done like that. I think the reason why a lot of orgs are getting away from that is because they can say, hey, well, we already have all this product available. We can get somebody to endorse it and sell what we already made. And I'm saying, 
no, I want, I'm do, I'm pulling in X amount of whatever. I'm, I've got this amount, this amount of leverage. I want to make something as a person who's been on this on the scene and really gets to participate at a high level. I want to make something that I think is suitable for my brand and whatever, and then mm-hmm. and then push that out. I, I'd rather do that, and then maybe you know if and then, and I'm not gonna lie, if I'm shroud, I'm just giving up all the game right now today. But if I'm shroud or if I'm any of them, I want other players wearing my stuff, like. All right, let me let me pick a team that I rock with and that I'm a supporter of, and get them wearing my stuff, or get them to play with my stuff, and give them that quote unquote advantage, or just let everybody use it. It's fine. That's what Jordan does. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And and this is the thing that baffles me is because it's not like in basketball, right? For example, there's only a few things that you can really brand and. Because in streaming and gaming, people have their own brand, right? Mm -hmm. And basketball, you have your own brand. But to some extent, it still comes back to basketball like or the team that you're associated with. Like LeBron has grown into LeBron. Like he has his own brand. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say a lot of people, that's that's a a small group of people that are actual a brand. Yeah, a brand in their name is a brand in itself. But enough streamers and gamers are small enough to still be able to capitalize from this. And here's the best part about it. It's not like football or excuse me, soccer for the Americans, football for everyone else or basketball, where it's like you can only sponsor the shoe. Like there's a Kyrie Irving shoe. There's a LeBron shoe. There's a Katie. There's a Curry like, or, or the predator boot for Adidas overseas, you know, like gaming has so many different peripheral companies and right. things that you can use. You have a mouse. You have a keyboard. You have a headset. You have mics. Like, you have so much equipment that can be customized to fit your brand that people who enjoy you, not not just Razer products or Cloud9, the org, they enjoy you as a person and what you bring to the table for the community and the game and they want to support you more. Right. Yeah. And you can get, and, and I'm not talking about make a product and get, Hey, use my code for 5% off and you get a certain percentage of a, a certain sale. Like, no, like you have a product and every time it sells, you get, 50% or 60, 40, whatever that percent may be that's fits for you. Like you're getting that sale versus you get 5% of a, a coupon off code for G fuel or DX racer or whatever. And the person who's buying it doesn't really benefit. Like you benefit a little bit and they benefit a little bit. But on mm-hmm. top of all that, the company is still capitalizing the most. Right. You're just there to make a sale for them. Right. I want people to actually get like their money. Like, hey, yeah, we made this injunction together, but like, look how many keyboards I. And that's the stats that people should be caring about. Like, not just KDA. How many keyboards yeah. did you sell this year? How many right. mice did you sell this year? How many headsets did you sell this year? Right. Right. Because in gaming, we can't sell shoot like. That's why I don't like the whole hype beast culture of like clothing and gaming because it's like yeah. y'all are talking about all these shoes and jackets and a hundred thieves, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're right. selling all that, but y'all could be making money 
on the very thing that you have to buy every maybe like a new keyboard every year if it dies or a mouse if it dies like you could be making a product that people actually use and care about in the industry that we like that use all this but instead y'all want to buy yeezys and compare them and take pictures and shit yeah, even though half of them the are fake site. i agree with you i agree with you it but we're not gonna see any of this you're not gonna see any of this until believe it or not ironically enough scoots gets what he always wanted but won't spend money on because he's rich but not that rich uh <laughs> which is a union yeah players aren't using unionized which is why they keep getting robbed and they don't have uh um access to the things that you're talking about and they're, un- they're unable to do their homework they're- everybody's signing a slave deal whether they realize it or not because they're not educated enough a lot of these people are hyped to be able to play a video game and make money and they only focus on the fact that they get to play a video game and make money and then i mean honestly that is a blessing good for them yeah um this is also still a business so if you're going to get into that or you're going to get involved in that, you want to be able to protect yourself as much as possible. Scoots has always talked about the union. So that's why like hearing that and hearing what you're saying, that's the reason that's like one of the benefits of being unionized. You get to make decisions or you at least get to uh, negotiate for the freedom to make decisions like I want to start my own whatever line. OK, I'll use this keyboard. But if to perform, I need this mouse find me an off brand or help me make a brand or something. Let me consult with these guys so I can make something that works to this um, degree so I can do my job instead of just doing whatever you guys tell me to do, which is what they're stuck doing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that like is super dumb. Cause it's like, if you're not blind and I wear glasses, God damn it. But if you're not blind, you can tell that some of these products, the streamers and players don't care about. For sure. It's, For sure, they it's get only a to get do it to. That's all. Yeah, a, a fucking five dollar off coupon code. Yeah, and they get okay. Well, we get residuals if they use our code, fam. Uber does that now. And I don't, and I don't. I'm not in, affiliated with Uber, but if I open up my app and I scroll down and it says referral code, I can get me some. I can get me five dollars for every person I bring in. Yeah, it's affiliate programs. It is. That's all it is. And it's dumb because. There are people who are massive in this industry where that affiliate code, yes, it might be bringing you a decent dollar because of, you know, how big your stream is or whatever org you're associated with. But you could be bringing in way more if you just sat down, had a meeting and say no more coupon code or keep the coupon code. Throw that in there with it. But on top of this coupon code. We're making a keyboard with my name on it. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of the input for the design, the the colors, you know, the color wave that is going to come in. Any, any, I don't care if it's a sticker on the back of your keyboard. I want my name on it. Yeah. And there's phases like design wise, there's phases that yeah. you go through in order to actually create something. It's really not as difficult as it as it sounds. It's not. But but I mean, if you don't know. And. You know, you you got the deals that you have when you can't really inquire. Well, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, and that's that's why they are in the predicament that they're in right now. But as time goes by, more regulation is gonna come, and I'm hoping it comes sooner because I'm really like I said, I'm getting sick and tired of these investors coming in knowing that they can finesse everybody right now. That actually leads me to my next question. I was gonna say, and we both know the answer, but let's just give the answer for the people who may be listening who don't know. Why are we seeing so many people like 
Chad Johnson, who was at the uh, Call of Duty World League Anaheim, Ocho's, right? Oh my we God, see Ocho's we see all these people. Yeah. We see all these famous. We have Tory Lanes with the Luminosity. We have all these people coming in who know, like they know the game. Yeah. They know the game and how they could benefit. But why aren't we seeing them push for more for the people who are essentially kind of making them a dollar? Might not be the yeah. best dollar, but it's an investment dollar, right? We see how much investment money and how much equity that teams are building. <laughs> why aren't they pushing for more? You and I know, both know this answer. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give all of the answers that I believe. Um, the first one I'm going to say is that they would never know how to sell something in a culture that they're not really a part of. They don't know anything about the culture. So how do you market? How do you position yourself? How do you leverage your influence and share what you have along with the culture? Like you may bring in new new people, but check this out. The new people or the with the athletes and the rappers, those people don't. Like, I'm going to say this. For example, Tory Lanez getting into Luminosity is already corny because I'm just, I'm getting sick and tired of Tory Lanez doing stuff after Drake did it. Like, I saw Tory Lanez <laughs> one of the, I, I'm serious. I'm sick of it. Like, Oh, my God. Drake, Drake, uh, excuse me. No, I'm going to start with, I'm, 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 a, I'm a scumbag. So I'm going to start with um, Drake starts rapping, Tory Lanez starts rapping. Drake does controller, Tory Lanez does controller, the remix. Um, Which was more popular. Else? Yeah, which is funny, but that's the, that's the only <laughs> dub I'm going to give him because it was better. And then, like, Drake get, gets 100 Ds, Tory Lanez does Luminosity, and then says, well, they're based in Canada. Like, I'll punch you in the eye. That's how I feel. And I'm only saying that because he's four for three. I'm not really going to fight him, though. He's going to run down on you, son. You better quit. I don't, he will literally run down <laughs> on me. He's, like, shorter than me, and I'm a midget. Anyway, look, these guys get into the industry because somebody tells them that it's a hip and cool thing to do, and we love it. But... What made Ninja and Drake thing really cool is that it was very organic. Drake was hanging out on Instagram one day and saw some crazy Fortnite uh, action mm. and said, yo, that was I'm really dope. I'm that when you're done. Ninja, no, it's fine. I mean, look, I'm what only thing I'm saying is natural was this exchange here. Ninja said, hey, oh, cool. I, if you're down to play, we should play. And then he was like, all right, cool. I think, oh, okay. like, I know what you're going to say, and I agree with that. But I'm leaving that part alone. I think that's brilliant, but I'm talking about the the organicness came from, um, like it it actually happening the way that it happened was very organic. Although I still think Ninja played himself. Regardless, besides that point, um, a lot of people right now, that's the hip thing, and everybody's really kind of following Drake's lead in a, in a sense, um, including athletes. A lot of people they hear about esports and all this other stuff. And somebody lied to everybody and said that franchising is the future. Like, shut up. And now people are in here and they're trying to leverage their celebrity but don't know how to position it. And then they're trying to sell something but don't know exactly what they're selling. I I don't really understand why OWL is, well, I mean, OWL, it makes sense for OWL to try to sell seats, right? Mm -hmm. That's, That's fine, but that's not their major selling point. So why are these esports orgs trying to come in and sell seats? Like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to sell seats and loyalty in a game that's barely two years and in, in, in a in a in a um in a realm where games don't even last more than three years, like attention span wise? Rarely. I don't know if Fortnite's gonna make it to a third year. That's how I feel. But besides that point, all these other investors they they don't know anything. They see a quick money grab. It's 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 the wild west right now, so it's easier to finesse and be finessed. 
And it's just a matter of which side of the uh, field you're on. So right now, yeah, and, and and this is and, and this is this is what I see. I give it I give it ten more years until esports really becomes a proper protocol with with a solid foundation. It really becomes something. This you decade, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think yeah, next decade, esports is really really gonna be a thing. Right now, we're still in like the infant the infant stages, and in this time. Investors are going to come in and then try to bully other people because they want to get in bright and early. A few of these orgs are going to be, they're going to try to finesse and they're going to try to rob these guys and vice versa. And then sadly, the people that are going to get harmed the most are the players, not mm-hmm. the people watching because the people watching will find something else to distract them. We're already seeing it with, uh, who was it? Immortals buying out Optic. Yeah. Players getting dropped. Some players not even being mentioned. Yep. So you're yep. right. You, yeah, we already started saying. It's the players that are going to hold. Like, you know, I mean, and it's sad that Immortals bought Optic. Is Optic still Optic in a sense, like brand-wise? Or did they liquidate that brand too and just say everything is Immortals now? Because that would be dumb. That's dumb. That's essentially what that's, what they, that's dumb. From what I know, that's essentially what they did. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's like. But that's but not, like, it's, not a, it's not an immediate change. It's like neck, with, with all the franchising. Essentially, Optic Cod will be Immortals. That's uh, dumb. Houston Outlaws will be. Well, no, they have to sell Houston Outlaws, but they're operating as a second team until they can find a buyer for them. Right. But essentially, That's, everything's getting transitioned over to your Immortals now. You're not Optic. And I'm with you. It's a dumb. Like, dumb. You're clearing history. And, but this is the thing that's dumb. If this was like, if this is actually what happens. If Immortals it obtains or continues to be the holder of the Optic brand mm-hmm. and that brand it does not get sold off, that's where the mistake is. Yeah. Yeah. Just the name in itself is the most valuable thing that Immortals has. The fact that they're kind of wiping it out and changing the look, yeah. But it's the name. It's the fact that you're removing an esports staple from existence, damn near. So you could have a spot in League of Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. I think that's crazy. I mean, the fact that they're making such a push to get franchise and league, I just don't under, I, I need to see the paperwork. I've seen some of it, but I need to understand what makes these guys think that there's more longevity than. Because, I mean, there's a lot of turmoil already happening in Riot's office. And I will commend Riot for being one of the stronger uh, companies to actually do some great brand positioning and marketing around esports. Like, they're the ones that said, we shouldn't, why are we giving this to MLG and all of these other people? Let's hire the right people and do it ourselves. The attention is there. Yeah. Um. They did, they, they did wonders, but there's still so much internal turmoil. And it, look, let's really be honest. The game dwindled in popularity. 100%. Like a ton. I mean, okay, sure. Like, like as we talk, I know what, uh, I think LCS, um, is Riffraff was happening right now? I don't even know. But no, it's, it's LCS Summer. summer. Okay, yeah. Summer Split's happening. Um, there was a point in time where there was over, what, like a half a million people watching League of Legends? Yeah, and they still pull those numbers, but for like only really around major events. Only, yeah, but yeah, it's only for worlds and worlds is kind of dwindled in a sense. Whereas we still see Counter Strike growing exponentially. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 um, we see shoot even Dota, and we make fun of Dota because they crowdfund, but it's like they're doing pretty great. That's and that's because the crowd is passionate about that game, and that's the thing that I don't want to take away from any of these games is. Numbers drop for everything over time. Yeah, like it's just over, it's just, football, it's just basketball. Yeah, it's bound to happen. But it's the people that are loyal who are going to stick around and put money behind it, and that can keep things afloat. And like you said, I think once Riot figures out the turmoil stuff, like they'll be good. I won't say it'll be perfect, but I think this is where I'm going to kind of give you some pushback for what you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I think with more why franchising looks like it works is because the industry is moving toward this games as a service standard where and this might lead us into the um the next topic in regards to uh apex but games are moving into uh games as a service standard where it's like Mm -hmm. we make a game but we sell everything we make a game and we just continue to add on to it. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw in a little shade for my this is what this was my problem with Destiny because we got marketed that this was a full MMO RPG Halo type game, right? Yeah. But it was really just a, a games as a service, like buy the DLC and, and you essentially get the rest of the game. More games are doing that. And with games like League, Overwatch, and kind of CSGO, you don't need to keep adding to them, but the games as a service, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like structure, mm-hmm. still works for them because you can update the game, you can add you know different skins, you have constant patches, uh, meta shifts, you have all this stuff that's constantly changing the game. And it's not, it's not a new game, but the fact that it was a change made to it will we'll spark people's interest to bring them back a little bit, like uh, boost the numbers up a little bit mm-hmm. and they'll dwindle back down. But it's that constant like, oh, change, 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 change. That'll keep bringing people back and wanting to spend a little money here and there. But it's bringing those people back and having them play your game without you as a publisher, not necessarily a developer, but you as a publisher having to market an entirely different game and then try to meet some outrageous number of sales that you set because gaming is popular and like you essentially have eliminated all that pressure or some of that pressure because all you have to do is market something for a game that's already out that still has a fan base. It still has a player base. So then you just get the word of word of mouth. Yo, Apex just added dragons. Everyone go play. Yo, Lee just had a patch. Like, oh, I need to update and go play. Hey, Overwatch got a new character. Oh, let me go read the lore and go play. You're just adding to something that you already have. And I don't have an... That's part of the thing that I don't have an issue with that structure. It's just when that structure, they try to use games as a service for multiplayer. But that's a different topic that I want to get into later. But this does lead us into... uh, the next topic of Drew McCoy. He is the project lead at Respawn Entertainment, right? Right. He recently came out and said that there will never be an Apex 2. Okay. First of all, he shouldn't even have to address that with this game having only been out since what, February? Yeah. I'm bad at math. What is that, five months? 
Uh, it's June. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, five months, four months. Why is a, why is Apex Two being discussed? Because Destiny came out, and a year later, or a year and a half later, they release Destiny Two. Like right. that, that that is why why would you make a sec? First of all, why would you make a second game for a game that's only been out for five months, yeah. and it's not like some small indie game? But on top of that, what major changes could you do? For there to be a second game, mind you, Apex is, is a is a free game. Yeah. So what are they going to make Apex Two and then charge you for it? Because they did right. that. It's called Titanfall, and y'all motherfuckers didn't buy it. Yeah. So why? Like, I guess a big question is, as fans and consumers, why do we not? Yeah, let me generalize. As fans and consumers, why do we speculate? That games as a service immediately it means like there should be a second one. Man, I don't know. People people don't appreciate crap anyway. I'm just gonna say that. So I I I I, I think one of the biggest takeaways, and I love this because I did read this article, and I think right at the end he says something that's important. He's like, and uh, this is McCoy. He says, uh, uh, most people don't realize how long it takes to make anything, and so a character for us takes about a year and a half to make. So we've been playing Watson since early last year, but we have so much stuff in the pipe right now um, coming that people are always like, so what are you guys going to do for this or that? Like, dude, we're thinking years ahead at this point. So, no, I mean, I agree with them. Look, Apex Legends. No, let me let me back up for a second because I hate this, but you have to do this. When you talk about Apex Legends in this climate, you have to make it synonymous with Fortnite. And this is the reason Fortnite has had this plan um, or we're not this plan, but this 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 habit, this this tradition of churning out content very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people realize how much of an anomaly that is. I think people think that's the norm, and it's not. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's ironic. I want to say something. This is completely like uh, unrelated, but we don't even appreciate quality design. Like, do you know how brilliant and talent talented you have to be? to even make a game of this quality where everything is so co- coherent and comes together. Like you have to be a brilliant artist period to even make any of this stuff and then make it work and then make it flow and then make it coherent. Like that's actually amazing stuff. And we, and and we trash it because we think that's standard. Like that quality, that, that level of quality should be standard. I'm like, yo fam, I can't draw to save my life. The average person Cannot draw to save their life, let yeah. alone. Wait, wait, wait! Time out, time. Did you go to art school? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I went to art school, and you know what? I was really good at doing. I was really good at putting puzzle pieces together and calling it vector art. But still, that even is a difficult thing to do for most people, and we see that as the norm. So it's like, yo, well, we can make that. And that would be cool, I guess, in you guys' eyes. But we have so much of this game that we haven't explored. There's a new character that hasn't even come out yet. It was at E3. Uh, what's her name? Watson. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to play Watson. But, like, they they said it. We were playing Watson since last year. This character was in the works. We have more stuff with this game coming up. In the works. It takes time. And we would more so want to focus on that. I hate the fact, by the way, that... I'm reading this article, and I hate the fact that they're talking about, oh, the, the Apex Legends dropped in revenue, yada, yada, so on and so forth. They didn't expect it to blow up as much as it did. 
they're having so much fun with it and they're doing what they can, but they're also trying to be as realistic as possible. So let's try to give them credit and be patient with that. You guys, are, Fortnite spoiled a lot of people. And now there's a game of quality that, you know, I mean, you know, for you, you, I think Fortnite's a quality game as well, but some people don't like it. Well, okay, fine. Well, check this out. Here's a game where you don't have to build crap and you could jump off of high places and not die. But it's going to take some time for more content to come out. Can y'all be patient? I mean, the game is free. And y'all yeah. want a second one? Like, come on, man. Just and, come on. And I'm going to address, I think, like one or two things that you said. Or uh, feed on top of that, right? Like you said. Right. Well, I think the reason that we, as consumers, uh, speculate for games is because we want something shining and new. Right? Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, they're not paying attention. Hey, Watson's coming out. Hey, we're giving you something shiny and new. Now we want Apex 2. Why do you want yeah. Apex 2 when we can contribute to Apex, which is still a thing that people are playing. It's only five months old. You know what I want to know? Because now you just made me want to ask a question. I hear this a lot with Virtual Fighter 6. Oh, what is Virtual Fighter 6? What does that mean? Like, I want I want to ask. I got to ask that to somebody next time I talk to them. When they say they want Apex Legends 2, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, what is Apex Legends two to you? Exactly. Not season two. Like, what is Apex Legends two? Like, what 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 does that consist of? What? How do you visualize that? Completely different engine, completely different style. You're like, well, what what do you want? Because people say that, and it makes me mad. Because like, okay, what if Apex Legends two drops? This is I saw this with Resident Evil when Resident Evil two remake came out, right? Now, I personally have been waiting forever for that game because I'm a big fan of Resident Evil 2. Like, I like the whole series, but 2 is my favorite. Mm -hmm. So when 2 came out, I was excited because it was what I wanted. It was 2. And I wanted to dive into it and dissect it and have fun and try glitching, you know, just enjoy that whole part of Raccoon City. Like, that was fun to me. But you know what most people did? When 2 dropped, you know what they said? Man, I can't wait for 3. Like, fam, 2 just dropped. It just dropped. (laughs) Exactly. You can't wait for three, but two just dropped. The same thing is happening right now with Final Fantasy VII. Seven was being, seven was talked about um, when ten came out. Oh my God, I wish they would remake ten like this. Ten, 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 ten. Finally, 2019, they announced the release date for Final Fantasy VII. Excuse me, I said ten. They finally released, made a release date for seven. You know what I saw somebody say? Yo, that is sick. I, I hope they do that. I hope they do the same thing to eight. Dog, seven didn't even come out and remake. And y'all wait, y'all can't wait for eight. And they just announced a remaster fade, and they still want a remake of eight. What are you doing? I think I think with story games, it's slightly different. Only because well, not with remakes. Remakes is a little weird because I feel like remakes. Remake you can get is at a any retelling. Time. Yeah, you can get that at any time. If if depending on how like the original sold, or if there's like some little cult following, right? Where they're like, hey, we could capitalize on this. That's when you get that. I think with story games, it's slightly different. Like when uh, Last of Us dropped. Mm-hmm. When I finished, when when I played Last of Us long after it had it came out, long like when people were playing PS4, I had just got a PS3 to play uh, Last of Us. Right. Last of Us, yeah. When I finished it, in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh my God, when is Last of Us Two coming?" But it's not because I was so eager. And again, this was years after Last of Us had came out. It right. wasn't because I was eager to play or wanted some change up. I wanted to know the story. The How does the story, story progress? Right. I think with a lot of people, it's it's 
that mentality of how does the story progress, but they don't realize there's lore to these games, but you you search out the lore for on your own. Yeah, right. Like in League and Fortnite, like that the story's not directly told to you. So if you're looking for lore, and again, that kind of doesn't apply because these worlds are ever changing. Like the, the the game is designed for them to just be able to add stuff in and grow the world, right. versus hey, you have to wait. Like this is a narrative story that we're we're telling you. This is an yeah. ever expanding story that we're telling you. So like you'll get it when it's completed and we'll throw it into the world versus hey, this world is completed for to some extent. Here's the story of it. Right. Right. So uh, as sidebar, that's why I appreciate Fortnite for that reason what you said a moment ago. Just so you know. Just continue. Oh, and I was going and I was going to say um this was like the second topic apart or second opinion on that. The reason it works for for Fortnite is because Remember, and this isn't a remember for you, just remember for everyone. Fortnite was originally not, when people said Fortnite, it wasn't BR. It wasn't a battle royale. Yeah, it was, it was not. a tower defense kind of story game. So that's why there's so much storytelling and why things can happen in the BR like realm. Because, like you said, these things don't like you have to be clever like and not everyone can draw not everyone can storytell not everyone can do all this stuff epic knew that and they know that so they're like oh we have this massive story that we built out for what was the couch co-op co-op story mode Mm -hmm. how can we apply this to the br mode well that that stuff already exists so you just pull from what already exists and throw it into the ever-changing world of br because that's where everyone's paying, putting all their focuses into. Right now, depending on how in depth you understand the stuff that's going on in the BR, you might need to go play Save the World if you want to get the full story. But right. you can just say, "Oh, Fortnite's popping because they added like what was the thing like Fall from the Sky, the little rifts, or yeah. there's balls, or you know, like all these changes." But those changes are part of the story, and that's why. To some extent, when people are like, oh, this season is really dumb, you can do this or this, because they're telling a story and you're missing that. You just want, oh, this is unbalanced because you want to play in World Cup. Games aren't based on, games weren't originally created for, to some extent, they were created to be competitive, but there was still a story behind it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the same way in sports. There's storytelling in sports. You have rivalries. You have all this stuff that is is backstory to the story the game that doesn't always stem directly from the game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at LeBron and Kevin Durant. They have a, a rivalry to some extent. LeBron is scared of KD and people are like, well, oh, nah, that doesn't make sense. He's the greatest. But you got to think about it. LeBron came from high school where a lot of people were on his level. He goes straight to the NBA. But then here comes this dude out of college who's scrawny, that people can push around, but he can shoot over anybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter that you're LeBron. I can shoot over you. You've now created a storytelling of the greatest player in the world, and now he has a fear of someone that's not, you know, that it doesn't have the same story as him. Right. I think that's the thing that we miss as consumers when it comes to putting all this pressure for an Apex 2 or a Destiny 2. Like, 
and that's a perfect example. Look at Destiny 2. Destiny 2 came out. Everyone's hyped, like before when it got announced. Oh, Destiny 2, yeah, we're hyped. But it came out and everyone's like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. It, and, and some people were even saying, oh, it's worse than Destiny 1. What could they have changed? The gameplay right. doesn't change. The story. Right. I'm mad but, they came out with a Destiny 2 for that reason right there. I was like, nothing needed to change. Exactly. And they could have, whatever the story was for Destiny 2, because I didn't play it, I wasn't even going to fall into that trap. Whatever it was, they could have just kept it with the, the service plan uh, that they were using for Destiny because people people weren't going to get tired of the DLC. They were still buying it for Destiny. Yeah. I think it was the new, hey, this is a new shiny thing because we threw the number two on it. That's what kind of people got hyped about for and went to go buy instead of saying, hey, come play Destiny because we got DLC for it. Ah, uh, nah, I quit Destiny. Oh, Destiny's 2 coming? Oh, no, I'll play that one then. Yeah. there's It's the same game. Okay. Yeah. And people fine. were constant, and this, and that's kind of what baffles me with Destiny in regards to, um, what was it, Taken King, where you could buy Destiny for $60 and get all the DLC, or pay $40 <laughs> and get just the DLC. Yeah. Those people lucked out, but then those same people went and bought Destiny 2, and it's like, you didn't get none. You didn't get anything new outside of the store. You may have gotten things that were worse, but now you still got to buy uh, DLC because it's a completely different game. Mm. I'm pretty sure they use the same engine for it. So it's like, what new was brought to the table? Right. Again, that was off topic. Well, no, it kind of led into that other topic. Um, but yeah, it just baffles me that People get so worked up to want to have a second of something because it's not like a movie. Yeah, You're like ah, give me, give me another Transformers or whatever. It's like it's a right. game. Mm-hmm. This shit doesn't. It's not built overnight. Right. So that was my question. Why? Why? Why do people speculate? There's only one game that we should be speculating that could have live service and games as a service that we haven't got yet. What's that? Escape Four. <laughs> yeah, give me my fucking skateboard. I don't look. I'm for it. it when was when did Skate Three come out? Like, I feel like that came out in like 1994. At this point, it's been so long. I just aged myself. My bad. But dang, like wow. that would be dope. Skate Four came out in 2010. Or excuse me, Skate Three. Skate Three came out in 2010. Think about that for a second. I think Skate 4 is primed to do something like that. I do want to know how they would do it. I didn't read this article. I'm just curious as to how they would like to do that. And EA makes this game, right? Yeah. I don't want to dive okay. into it because I that is something like way more in depth. Mm-hmm. Sort of that I want to get into. Yeah. Um I do want to I do want to have a skate podcast at this like about the video game. But <laughs> Skate One came out in 07. Yeah. I love that game. It was Dope game. Damn near perfect, aside from not being able to get off the board. Skate 2 came out in 09. Uh, you could finally get off the board and walk. Then there that was, was Skate. That made Tony Hawk change his uh, whole ordeal around. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then Skate 3 in 2010. So why y'all are asking, when is GTA 6 coming? When are we getting Skate 4? Because yeah, even, even if EA were to throw the whole uh, numerical s- series out the way, if they made an ever-changing skate world, just call it a skate, 
I think people will be satisfied. But again, Absolutely. I'm gonna have a completely different skate pod episode one day, but not not today. <laughs> All right, fair, 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 fair. I'm, I'm gonna just agree with you on that one. Then. How about that? Because that's kind of what that topic is about, or that article. Okay. But um, okay. While we're talking about EA, though, let's discuss that loot box loot boxes aren't loot boxes; they're just surprise boxes. I thought that was a given. Um, but that wasn't what made me mad when they said that, like when they said they're quite ethical, that pissed me off. And this came um, from the EA vice president, by the way. Yeah. Like, all right, bro, listen, how about this? Imagine if you marketed a game towards me, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm, I'm going to get all this glitz and glam and flash and flare and blah, 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 blah. You sell me on one thing, Right. And I'm committed. I'm going in and I'm ready to buy. Like, like with the full sixty dollars. Like, I hate the first off. I hate the fact that games are sixty dollars <laughs> digitally. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Like, I'm not talking about a physical. I'm talking about digitally. But okay, I buy the the, the digital version of the game and I spent sixty dollars on that game because you promised to give me all of this stuff. I'm hype, 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 hype. Go in, turn the game on, and half of that stuff is behind a goddamn paywall. Or I have to spend money and pray that I get the. I, I get the thing to do the thing that you promised that I could do in a game and didn't tell me. And you tell me that's ethical. That's ethical? I mean, look, that's, if I recall, it's called um, false advertising. And that is, in my opinion, it's not the most severe form of gambling. But I mean, even even I still say that, um, like the slot machine mm-hmm. is, isn't, isn't a large. Uh, form of gambling but check this out it's still gambling and as a matter of fact counter-strike has a bunch of websites dedicated to selling things that you can get from loot boxes because there's value to these items and in order to get them first you have to gamble you spend a whole bunch of money you you you, you press a button it's a shot in the dark whether you'll get the thing or not that's gambling and then you can sell it it's worth a certain amount of money later on that's gambling that's gambling my my biggest thing it, it doesn't even bother me that it is gambling, and and I've this is a perfect example when you and I went to Vegas right, mm. and I gambled uh at blackjack for the first time. What's the first <laughs> thing that I told you after I won? Like I turned that ten dollars into eighty. I want to go again. That's what I remember you saying. I said I want to go again, but let me step away because I can feel how addictive this is. Right. I think that's the scary part about not the fact that it's you're giving a kid the chance to gamble. It's if that child already has an addictive personality, that's the issue. Yeah, because true. it's it's almost enabling it at a younger age. So it may right. not and because that's the thing. If you're an adult and people gamble, they're just like, oh just stop, don't go to casino, blah, blah, blah. But as a kid, you're not taught that. You're right. you're not taught the like, hey, this risk could harm you in the long run. It's just, hey, this is bad. Don't. And again, it's kind of like with the whole parenting thing. People don't explain it a lot to their kids. It's just, hey, don't do that. So I think if your child already has an addictive personality, it, it might be a good thing because then you'll learn like, oh, like, damn, I'm aware of this now. So like, let me, you know, show him how to move so that he doesn't harm himself with his you know, personality. But I think that's all it does is it just makes people aware of children that have addictive personalities. Yeah. And you know what? Sadly, this is the reality. Um, I'm going to speak a little cutthroat here. Those kids are the 
perfect, absolute perfect person you want to market to. Yeah. They're going to impulsively, but that's Vegas's whole thing. Why do you think they give you free alcohol when you step in? You step in and you sitting down and you gambling. They want to enable as much of that impulse as possible. If you're already in there and gambling, chances are you like to gamble a lot. And um, you know how how beneficiary it is to have you incoherent when you're gambling? Yeah. Give him all the liquor you want to give him. Give it all to him. Give him that liquor. Get him drinking. Get him to make poor decisions. You they like you obviously can't get children drunk, but you sure as hell can give him a game and say, hey, if you want this, find your parents' credit card and spend money and enable, enable, enable. And you know, we, we do live in a very flaky society where kids bully their parents. I don't know how that happened, because I got whoopings as a kid, but whatever. Um, kids don't get punched no more. Right. And so, you know, a company is raising your kids already. They're going to try to condition them as much as possible so that they can continue to give them more and more money, Disney. That's just what they do. <laughs> that's what they do, and they're very good at it. So, I mean, like that's, the, that's sad, and there does need to be some regulation just so people aren't being victimized. Boy, is a vic- the victim is the best customer. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth. And that's I'm saying I'm speaking like this because that's exactly how companies – Look at consumers behind closed doors. They measure and analyze habits, and they do that with all of the logic and none of the emotion um, mm. in the world. Like, that's how they approach it. And then, you know, like, you guys be emotional. As a matter of fact, use your emotions to buy with us. We are not an entity that cares about emotion. We're a business. Um, Is it ethical? Hell no. But it's business. That's just... It's weird because there's a class called business ethics, and I'm like, I just read 48 Laws of Powers, and I, I that there's no ethic. If you ever read read that book, there's no ethic, ethical way to do business. Things in that book, there's just nothing but cutthroat, nasty, pathetic, conniving. It's logical things. It's all logical. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's the same way I saw someone say this. Right? They said, "How can you humanely kill something?" Right. Right. I get sick and tired of seeing like burgers like, you know, we grass fed these things like, no, you still raised it in captivity and then killed it to feed us. Yeah. Where's the ethics? I will will say I will say this, though. You might not be able and you said it already, but you might not be able to give kids alcohol. Right. Right. But the alcohol is the fact that that kid has no financial ties. So the fact that they can get their parents' credit card, input it, hit remember credit card information. Oh, boy. And then they can continuously go back in. And and for parents who have this, like who have kids and this is the case, I understand why they're angry and want regulation, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that a kid that does not have financial ties can put in a credit card, hit save for later, and continuously buy whatever it is, loot box or whatever it is that they're buying that's their liquor the fact that they it's not their money that they're using to purchase this stuff so you don't need to give them alcohol and i think i think video game publishers are smart enough to know that what's that child's liquor oh money that's not theirs pull the trigger do it right and then let their marketing plan be let's do let's put this in these kids' faces so these kids annoy their parents. Because a lot of kids, yeah, I don't realize this, but this is why kids are super powerful human beings and are the best negotiators in the world. 
kids know how to push their parents' buttons and get what they want. Like a baby just has to cry. Like how godlike is that? Cry. Everybody's everybody's surrounding you, giving you what you want mm-hmm. and more because they don't really know how to speak baby. So they give you a bunch of things on top of what you want. So you just keep crying, right? Um, toddlers at some point, they nag so much. You just want your kid to shut up. So you buy the thing. So they stop talking about the thing, right? You think yeah. that works, but how are kids? Kids see a shiny new toy and want the new toy. Like they're the best, they're the best negotiators. Um, so if, and, and this is why it works wonders for a lot of people. If you can win over a child and get that child to do the hard part, which is the kids, kids are always going to beat their parents when it comes to getting something because mm-hmm. they're going to nag until they get it. They're going to keep thinking about it. They're going to keep talking about it. They're going to obsess over it. And the kid want, I mean, and the adult wants to be involved in parenting. So they're going to get, they're going to get involved and they're going to spend that dollar repeatedly. And it's like, all right, well, Hey company, could you kind of stop? putting all of these things in front of my kid who I'm saying no to, but it's starting to add up. Like it's, it's becoming a problem and in a resourceful kid will find a way to get it themselves, which is why there's a huge danger. Because at some point a parent is like, yo fam, I don't want to hear anything from your mouth right now. I'm just going to save my credit card. here. If you want to just get it. And then the kid will just keep mashing the button, yeah. getting it, getting it, getting it. It's like, yeah, very real. And on top of that, you got to think it's not just one kid. No. You then have to deal with the pressure of that kid going to school. Oh, my God. And yes. if you're a, a, a parent who's in your kid's life, like actively, like, you know, going to parent teacher conference, blah, 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 doing chaperone stuff. That kid could have his friend come up to you and be like, hey, we play Fortnite. And he doesn't have this. Can you buy it for him? Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, like you then have two kids nagging you. And then when you get home, your kid is nagging you again. Right. And they just double teamed you. So yeah, it's exactly what you said. The best negotiator, and they're doing the hard part for these companies. Yeah, you want your kid to feel cool, and a lot of companies market like that too. They'd be like, "All right, well, we don't want to. You don't want. You don't want to be the uncool kid in school, right? Well, tell your parent to get this." And now they got the thing. They brag about how they got the thing in school. Other people in school may not have a thing, and now they're upset. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Constant, continuous cycle. Constant, constant thing. Yep. Never ended. That's just how Ivan Ooze sold all that goose, and then the Power Rangers had to come, and Ivan Ooze that, had all the kids fucked up. That's a godlike comparison, by the way. I watched that movie recently for some reason. I think I was playing the uh, the fighting game, and I thought Ivan Ooze was broken, and then I had to go watch the, <laughs> the movie again. And you're right. Ivan Ooze had to hustle, sold all of that stuff, and said, well, yo, I got the goo. Everybody's gooed up. Let's go. Yeah, the kids were playing with the goo, but it didn't affect them. It affected their parents. All the parents, yep. And the kids are like, oh, shit, we got to go save our parents now. Where the Power Rangers mm-hmm. at? Mm-hmm. Exactly. My biggest thing with this, with the loot box thing, though, it wasn't even... I didn't like him trying to change the fact that in gaming, it's known as loot boxes. And he was like, oh, what about the little egg surprise thing? Like... Don't just try to change the name to not make it sound as bad. Right. It's a surprise box. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, we know that's what it is. That doesn't change the fact of the way that we behave or interact with it just because you said, oh, it's not a loot box. Right. Um, those same and things are loot boxes. They're just not called loot boxes because they're not in video games. Right. Right, and I think there's a li- there's a little bit more regulation and control with like consumer products, for example. I mean, like Pokemon cards weren't shoved in my face a, a whole ton 
when I was younger. And those Pokemon trading cards, yeah, it was a it was a crapshoot. You know, it was a surprise. What I yeah. did was a surprise, but it wasn't. Um, they didn't have they didn't have as much money as gaming has behind it now to market to who they're marketing to. Yeah, exactly. Knowing and that, mean, and it wasn't shoved in our face. That's really the point I was getting at. Like, it just wasn't obsessively placed in our face, and we couldn't do anything about that. Where that was a thing, that is a thing with this. Yeah, and, and and on top of that, with Pokemon cards, you knew, or even any card game, right? Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic. You know when you buy that buy that card. Let's use Yu-Gi-Oh for example. When you bought the Kaiba deck, yeah. you got all the cards that were in Kaiba's deck. You knew what you were getting, but then they had the booster pack, which was, hey, these are a random nine cards. We don't, you don't know what you're gonna get, right? With a game, that's not necessarily the same because it's like, hey, this is the game. Buy the game. Buy the game. Boom, I dropped the $60. And like you said, oh, there's a paywall? Oh, so now I have to spend more money? You didn't know up front. Like, yeah, it's an industry standard, so you should expect it. But the fact that they didn't have to tell you that is the problem. Right. When there was marketing for Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Pokemon cards and you heard Booster Pack, most of the time around that they would say like, oh, it's like, you know, you have a chance of you have a chance to win this card mm-hmm. or not. You know, there's there's only not blah, blah, blah. Like they had ways of throwing that wording into marketing, which in gaming they don't have to do because they're not selling you the loot box. They're selling you the game and the loot boxes are a part of the game that you have to spend more money on. But they're not making right. you aware of that. And yeah. and on top of them not making you aware of it, you're not aware of which things in the game you don't have access to until it's right. too late and it's already in your possession. Because right. if you think about it, how often do you return a game outside of the Steam two-hour window? Or, like, I mean, like a physical game in the store. Or how are you able to return the game? Because if you think about it, now, GameStop, if you still shop there, which I, I hope you guys don't. I really do. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're like, please get your life together. But if you shop at GameStop, they now have a rule that says, hey, if you buy new and you open this game, you cannot return it. It must be traded in. Which is, like you said, it's not ethical. It's shady as fuck. Mm-hmm. But now you suck. Like, and that makes you think, I paid $60 for this game. I opened it didn't enjoy it or it's not what I expected or whatever. So instead of getting my $60 back and them just selling it because for them it's considered used because you took the, the plastic wrap off of it when they should just buy a plastic wrap maker. Anyway, you took the plastic wrap off of it. So now it's considered used for them. So because it's considered used for them, you now only get $30 back on a trade in for a $60 games that you can't return. That's kind of jack because again, at that point yeah. you're like, I might as well keep the game. Right. And then at that point you're like, kind of committed. Well, I might as well just, you know, give up and just give some money to this paywall so I can enjoy this game that I didn't want to keep. Right. Kind of fucked up. And yeah. I do hope that they get some type of. I don't. And that's the. I I'm not sure. And maybe you might be able to answer this if you have it, a thought of it. But I'm not sure what the regulation would consist of and would it only apply to minors? 
I don't know either. Um, I would hope it does. Like, that would be nice. But I, I mean, no, I don't have the answer to that question, so I couldn't tell you. I will say this though: I'm getting sick. I'm also getting sick and tired of them using this lame excuse right here. Well, you could just grind for it. You don't have to pay for it, and then they make the grind probably something that takes something you can buy in one minute, but it takes you three months to actually obtain by just playing the game and working at it. Um, like FIFA Ultimate Team. Wait, didn't didn't speaking of Mortal Kombat earlier? Didn't isn't this the issue? The MK11 had 12 or had with MK11. It was oh, like you could sh- unlock characters or something, but the grind was like super unbalanced. Oh, you're talking about with the um, the combat towers. Yes. To unlock fatalities and some other things. I don't think there was a paywall involved, but yeah, like the grind to unlock all of that stuff was very unfair. Like, you know, I'm doing way too much work and it's getting harder. Like the the, the enemies, uh, the 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 opponents are getting harder. The uh, the wind conditions to get to these, some of these towers are harder. It's just overall harder, and it's not rewarding enough to unlock some of these chests. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, I gotta see though. I, I don't remember there being a. I think it was when it when it very first dropped, like that first week. That was a big issue. I got the game right now. I load I load it up and see if there's some like currency related thing I gotta. Uh, do because I don't remember that, but I do remember that being an issue, and I also remember like you can buy frost. I remember that too, and I'm like, why would I buy frost when I could just play through the story, which is very short. It's a good story, but it's very short, and unlock frost. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was it. That was the thing people said too. It's like, why would why would I buy a character? And games are designed almost to that point now, where it's like they design it where you can't like you you can't unlock stuff. Like you have to pay for it. Yeah, Street Fighter Five has that issue. Um, I don't, they did some characters I want to practice some matchups against, and I can't because I have to pay for them. And you can grind and get like uh, points to get the characters, but the the things that you can do every week to to get enough points, there's not really a lot. I mean, you're not, you know, I mean, you don't really get a lot. And mm-hmm. then, believe it or not, by the time I mean Fortnite's kind of notorious for this too, but by the time I get enough points to get a character that I want to practice. Like, I don't even want to, like, play that character. I just want to practice a matchup. But by the time I get to that point, a new character dropped. Yeah. Or some new item or stage or something dropped. Like, Street Fighter's notorious for that. Like, I bought G with points that I had saved up because that was a character that I liked. But at the time when I bought G, I wanted to buy Balrog. And I still don't have Balrog because I bought G. And then... After that happened, I wanted to buy another character. Well, I wanted to buy Sakura, but another character came out, and I had to practice a matchup. And I think it was Manat, and I was so stressed out over Manat that I bought Manat with those points that I earned for free. And then buy um, yeah, I still don't have Balrog or Sakura. <laughs> Ain't that, that something? Like, dang! And and I had to and I had to buy them because I got tired of losing a matchup. Like, I want to practice the matchups. I can't even go in training mode. I have to buy them. Wait, you can't even you know practice. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, that's super scummy. You can't even practice them in training because you didn't own them? I don't own them, so I can't practice against them. I can't see setups and techniques. and I can run into them. It's not like because I didn't pay, which I, I think is actually okay. I don't, it's, it's not like I can't like run into them because I don't own the content. Thank God that's not an issue. But yeah, if I want to do something, mm-mm. And also, uh, to go back to the question, yeah, the premium shop. Uh, let me check the store. Yeah, you can buy time crystals. Mm. And um, and in and more, you can earn time crystals, but you can you can buy time crystals here on uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven. So yeah, there, there was whack. definitely some issue with uh, 
people had with like they're like the grind is too hard and I don't want to pay. And they also, but you know, it's ironic though because they like listen. I'm the I, I come from the scumbag generation where if you make me pay for premium nonsense, and when I say premium nonsense, I mean nonsense, but you put it behind a premium paywall. This is online. I'm using a trainer. I will press a button and unlock all that cosmetic crap that you want me to pay $300 for just to spite you. And a lot of people are doing that, by the way, on PT. Just using a trainer. That's it. Because there's debuggers and all that other stuff available in the game. It's all in code. So if some people get a trainer, press a button, and it saves locally. So it doesn't matter. It's all on your local files. I'd rather do that than shelve out money, and then you guys kill the game off really quick. You know what I mean? I see what they're trying to do to expand their lifespan, but I guess, you know what the ironic part is? Um, I think, like, with esports and a lot of the stuff that we talk about, we talk about it from a very general point of view. We don't talk about diehard gamers. Yeah. Not really. We don't. We talk about the casual consumer that's playing video games here and there and is back and forth between this console, this console, this thing. Um, not the person that's going to buy it and really stay loyal to a title. And those those fans are fickle. A lot of people market towards that fan base because there's a lot of them, but they buy and bounce. There's not a really high conversion rate from that group. They just buy a thing, they like it for a moment, and then somebody else starts talking about something else, and they leave that game. Yeah. And um, and, and, and that's I think, yeah, I think that comes that, into the not the, and I won't call them casual gamers. It's the this is mainstream. I want to be cool. What do I need to buy to be a part of the conversation right now? Actually, I think that is the casual gamer. I think what we what we call the casual gamer is the gamer that plays a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. That's the gamer. That's mm-hmm. a game. In my opinion, that's a gamer. A casual gamer is somebody that fired up Candy Crush, because why not? Or has a Wii and has a PlayStation and gets games here and there because it's talk about it, but they don't really know what's going on. Or they play enough of it and then just leave it alone. Like that's a casual gamer. Okay. Whereas a gamer is somebody as... that likes is like loyal to a bunch of different games and plays a lot of games and is really gaming like that. Um but isn't loyal to one thing. You know what I mean? Like but they're always on a game. They're always gaming on something. They're just not loyal to one particular game. A hardcore gamer is somebody that more so obsesses over one game, but may have some other games in the tuck. Like I call those the hardcore game. Okay, I yeah yeah. So my 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 was around the same thing, but casual. I was thinking kind of time based as well. Like how much time do you have in a? How much yeah, time are you able to commit to a uh, a game? But right. I think I'm in agreement with what you just said. Yeah yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean they. they if if you do the numbers, they'll the 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 spectrum still stands time wise too. Like the casual gamer is not putting in that much time. The gamer is probably in there, but you know has a life. And then the hardcore gamer is probably missing work or is I don't know. They're the they, dudes that's taken off a day off of work to play a game that just dropped. Right. That's that to me is a gamer. A, a hardcore gamer is um, taking time off the game to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird. That makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, you know I mean. But let's yeah. get into this final topic. Pup, and only reason, only reason this is a topic, is because of some of the backlash that I saw from it, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. So, PUBG player Eight C, 
who plays for FaZe. Right. He got a ban on PUBG. I mm-hmm. uh, think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the screenshot uh, said it was for cheating. It wasn't right. clarified what kind of cheating or whatever about, right? Uh, but everyone's favorite journalist, Rod, screenshot that and posted it on Twitter and said, hey, FaZe dude, uh, let, me, let, me, let me read the exact tweet. Let me pull it up real quick. If it's mm-hmm. still even there. Okay, he said, Justin, Facebook professional PUBG esports player 8C has been banned from game for cheating on Steam. And then he followed that tweet up that said, 8C's ban is legitimate and was made directly by PUBG Corporation slash Bluehole. A league source confirms to me. Right? right? Right. Me being a hardcore fan of PUBG compared to most people that are in gaming, I know that pros in PUBG do occasionally get banned, but they're usually false positives. It's usually because someone thinks thinks they're cheating because of how good they play, or the game registers it as cheating when they do right. something that seems out of the ordinary. Like one right. player, he got a ban because... I don't remember who their name is off the top of my head, but he had uh he killed someone from a certain distance away. Right. And it was like some ridiculous amount, right? Mm-hmm. But the game immediately triggered and said, You're cheating, kicked him out of the game, and he got right. banned. Right. So it's like a lot of false positives. Right. The thing that uh a lot of people from the PUBG community were kind of in an uproar about or the backlash that I saw was like, hey, this isn't like, we don't know what your source is. Like, we don't know who this lead contact is to confirm that he cheated, but it seems very out of the ordinary because there isn't a ban wave and like, he's the only one. Like, this is really random, right? So like, people in the PUBG community were like, uh, he probably didn't cheat, but yeah. it was it was the wording from Rod that said that, and this is the where the backlash came in, or most of the point is, um, he said that it's a legitimate ban and came directly from Blue Hole. While what he said isn't wrong, it's still damaging because absolutely because yes, it came from Blue Hole because or PUBG Corp because it's their game, it's their their anti-cheat system. So yes, the cheat came from them. Yes, him being banned is legitimate, like the the act of him being banned. But it's the way that you word, the ban is legitimate and it came from PUBG Corp directly Mm -hmm. is damaging because it makes it seem like you're saying, yes, he cheated. Someone from PUBG Corp has directly told me we banned him because he cheated. But that wasn't right. the case because at this point right now, he's unbanned. Mm-hmm. So I bring all this up to say to you, has there been well, one? Can can journalists who aren't invested in that ecosystem of that esport be uh, how 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 much of their word should be taken as fact? And on top of that, once being a player has there ever been cases where someone in the game that you were playing or you yourself were t- 
told that you were cheating and then it came out that, you know, hey, I never cheated and here's the proof. Um, in fighting games, it's pretty easy to spot a cheater. Um, and it's uh, and, and I'm talking about online, but offline it's very, very, very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. It's one in, it's one on one. So you're responsible for everything. And it's really um, and, and in a fighting games uh, ecosystem, it's easier to control that. It's very easy. I mean, most of the time, uh, places, uh, tournaments, especially invitationals will provide peripherals. You can't mm-hmm. cheat there. You know what I'm saying? The game runs the way the game runs. Online is easier to do, but um, a lot of FTC related stuff is um, input sensitive. So if you see perfect inputs and perfect reactions and just frame everything, you're obviously cheating. No one has that input reactions. Now in regards to uh, shooters, um, that is a common thing as as well online. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen reports that people have done these at major events as well. All of that, I'm saying is is um point is is pointless to to what I'm about to say next, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, there there there's ways to spot cheats, and you can't just rely on a technical system because you have you'll have a situation like what happened to HC in my opinion. Um, here's reality: Slasher, Slash is the homie. I appreciate what you've done to get me where I got Slasher. I do love you. But I'm not talking to you as a friend. I'm talking to you as a reporter. You have a responsibility. You are a reporter. You, you, you do a great job of getting information out to the people and be wanting, being one of the first people to do that. But before you do that, you have to check your sources because you are you 108,000 people follow him on Twitter alone. Mm-hmm. And and they look to hear everything that is esports. Period. From him. From him. Um, I think he broke the news when I lost when 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 I um when, when I lost my job at Splice, and I was kind of mad at that because I was like, "You made it seem like I got fired because I did some like misbehavior." It was a downsizer. Content department got wiped out. Mm-hmm. When you do stuff like that, it's damaging. So now you're rocking around talking about AT is a cheater. It's confirmed by Blue Hole. He got caught cheating, yada, yada. But what you didn't, but, you know, that's that's a misleading title. An, an auto, you know, some, some algorithm kicked in and thought he was cheating. It happens yeah. all the time with people's music. Or there's a copyright claim on some song. I didn't use that song, as a matter of fact. Or maybe it was their song. And they used it or they, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. anything could have happened where... You can't do that, and I'm and I'm sorry, but like he did have a reply to it. I'm gonna read uh, Slash's reply because I was mad about it. Phase eight C Steam ban was removed by PUBG EMEA as a false report. To be clear, my initial follow up source is someone who at PUBG Esports, but it's clear that it was wrong and that was my bad. All right, listen, check this out. Um, you throwing somebody under the bus does not um, clear you what you did from shit. Reporting. That was a shit report you did. You didn't. You you heard something. You wanted to get ahead of it. You posted something. You didn't do any deeper research, and you didn't really. You didn't leave room for you. You didn't leave room for an open mind. You said, "This guy cheated. He got banned. PUBG said so." Yeah, I didn't. And, even, then, and, and to follow up real quick, I didn't even know that he came out and addressed it. I hadn't seen that that he like yeah, came out and apologized. Listen, all that Etika stuff was happening. Man, Etika, I hope you cool, but I understand. Like he he did it. It was kind of on the top too. Mm. It was two p.m. on a 
2 p.m. Eastern on 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 the first day of summer, right? Like who's doing? Like <laughs> when, when was that? That's Friday. Most people are getting ready to go out on Friday or getting ready to leave work on Friday. So people probably didn't see that. But regardless, yeah, like I mean, it's it's nice that you were at least honest to say, yo, I, I messed up, but it just seems so hollow. And I guess, you know, as somebody who has had a little bit of time in journalism, you still have, you have to take those, you you, you can't be um, morally or emotionally attached to stuff. Your objective is to get a story and sell it, right? Yeah. Again, back to business. Um, okay, that's fine. But that's also the reason why it angers me because I'll say it again. Um, the media has a great responsibility on st- when it comes to storytelling the world as we see it. The reality, the, but but the, the sad part is, you know, when you give people power, you know, you expect people to be responsible for it. Like, the, look at the police. It's the same thing. Media and the police are the same to me in the sense that those are people with severe positions of power, and they abuse it constantly and very commonly. You know, like the average person can't handle that much power so here's slasher i have a chance to make another hit and get you know get some traction and and do stuff something with it my reports are heavy and and important and they are worth something let me say something yeah you said the wrong thing and you almost got somebody jammed up for it but you know it kind of makes the player look like and this is the thing that i appreciate he came the player came out and said like yo my team backed me like they were supporting me like they had my back but I think it's got to that makes phase look amazing, by the way. Yeah. And, and I know everyone wants to poop on phase right now and say, blah, 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 whatever. The the organ itself is not complete shit entirely. But yeah, I think it would have been like if. Because I'm pretty sure AC saw the ban and informed the team, hey, I got banned. But it would have been right. completely different if, like you said, Slasher pulled the TMZ trying to be first to have the news, put it out. And then his teammates saw it and were like, what the fuck? Right. That would have changed it. And I think that I don't think that's what Slasher's goal was. And as a as a reporter, like you said, he has responsibility and I don't blame him. I let me rephrase this. As a reporter, you're, you can make mistakes. It's bound to happen. We're humans. But like you said, I think it was the fact that it was looking for that quick hit. Like, I'm going to pull the TMZ. I don't care if this news is right or wrong. I'm just going to throw it out there. And I can understand it. If, somebody. That's why I just get mad. Because, like, yeah. you think you just get a simple story and you about to get ahead and get a lead. Yo, you could cost somebody their life. That's the problem with reporting now. That's why, believe it or not, that's why reporters get killed outside, like, in politics or world mm-hmm. news. Mm-hmm. Reporters get killed often because yeah. they want to be first to get a story. They pride somewhere. They shouldn't have pride or they spread information that was just not right to spread. And that's you screwing up somebody else's business or whatever. Like, yeah, that'll get you killed. Yeah. And on with phase it, on top of it, it doesn't make any better with all the hot water they're in. But now sure. you're you're taking like one a game that people already kind of despise PUBG for some weird reason um, with an orc who's already in hot water and throwing their player under without having that. You know, without not even confirming it with that player saying, hey, do you care to comment? Now, if he comes out and says, no, nah, I don't want to comment on it yet. That can be taken as the org said, hey, don't say anything or him being guilty, whichever right. way you look at it. But the fact that you didn't reach out for, 
And well, let me not say you didn't reach out. We're not aware if you reached out to the player or not. No. If he would have came and said, hey, here's a comment from 8C. He said he didn't cheat. This is being investigated. It would have been completely different after that tweet. But it's the fact that he tweeted it and then kept it moving. Yep. And then he, he chimed in a little bit here and there, I think, with a, a few tweets saying, like, like each, like PUBG is league and all this is the same, blah, blah, blah. But, again, I think, he, like you said, as a reporter, you have responsibility. I think he was looking to get that quick TMZ hit, um, spark some converse, I won't say controversy, but a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, it was, hey, Tifu's leaving – phase hey closey's leaving phase hey all these things with phase and now you're throwing on hey phase have a cheater this is on top of uh phase phases uh rainbow six team already getting into some hot water in regards to them uh throwing games promising to throw some games with some other teams right. so now you're just adding fire to the fuel and it kind of is like are we out to get phase as a whole or are we out to tell the truth and make sure our players are taken care of. Right. And again, right. It, it would have been completely different if he had, like you said, he, he did come out and respond and say, hey, sorry, I had the wrong information. But I feel like someone of his stature, again, he's, people are bound to make mistakes, but I think people of his stature, he, he has the resources and I'll say the clout to be able to reach out to that player and ask the question, and get yeah. some response. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna accept from, especially from Slash. I'm not gonna accept. Oh, my source was wrong. No, 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 no. You got told something. You jumped on it and didn't do your homework. This is your responsibility. I don't give a damn who told you what. It's your responsibility. Yeah. Not theirs. So I don't want to hear it. Like that's and that's how I feel. And on and top I saw of that, that, I was like, bump all that. And on top of that, with with the, with the apology, right? Mm-hmm. Was the source wrong, or did the source tell you something? You interpreted it a certain way, and decided this is how I'm gonna put it out. This yeah, is the story I'm gonna tell. I'm think I'm thinking I, honestly, and and this is with my experience and with with journalism again. Most people, what they do is they get a story, they get some keywords, they take those keywords and they. They, they make a headline. They'll tell you what really happened in the, the full story, but usually they just give you, I just I need to make a compelling headline out of this. They'll, they'll write some malarkey mm-hmm. and then run with it. Look, I, I pay attention to hip-hop news as well. Um, Freaking, I forgot her name Um, off the top of my head. I mean, I can look it up real quick, but um, I was hanging out with P. Diddy. Uh, Lori Harvey, that's right. Steve, Har- Steve Harvey's, uh, I think, stepdaughter or daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. Lori Harvey's hanging out with P. Diddy for whatever reason. Maybe she's there and, you know, they they recognize each other because whatever. Immediately, somebody wants to write some nonsense. Oh, they're engaged. What? And then just run with it. And then, like, and then, and then, like, they throw rocks and hide their hands. When they get something wrong, we might yell at them for a moment. Unless you get into the habit of, like, IGN and Kotaku, where they had a ring of just notoriously... Uh, bad practices, yeah. Um, then comes back to bite you. But regardless, like with somebody like um, with Slasher, you know that this is the game that the rest of the world is playing, and there is 
there's some there there is a, a lane for some kind of integrity. You're a rogue journalist. Mm-hmm. You can spin the story. It's your story, and everybody knows it's your story and that it's credible if it comes from you. Don't throw away your credibility because you wanted to be first and you want to ta- attack phase while it's hot. That's yeah. not cool. Now, the, like, because now you look away, and I just can't stress that enough. He looks away. He looks, yeah, away. He really looks, he looks embarrassed, embarrassing like this. And that's the thing. A lot of people do rely on his journalism and his take on things as fact. Especially because he's a rogue. Exactly. And I'll say I'll say Scoots falls under the same thing, right? He's a rogue. People hate yeah. him because he wants to do what he wants to do or he wants to tell his truth. But it's then when you kind of compromise that truth. And I don't know the reason. Like you said, it could be because picking on phase right now is hot. Right. For whatever reason, it does, like you said, make you look away. And it's really, I, I, I'm curious to know why that is. Like, what? I just want to know if he, like, if he was genuinely wrong, or if he was had an intention behind it. That's Maybe. just that's just my Maybe. weird I mean, brain thought process. I'll be honest. If I was if I was a strategist here, I would I would try to uh, pounce. I hate to say it, the media is going to do this, and 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 um, they've got to weather the storm, but. Right now, pouncing on um, Face Clan is 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 Face Clan, right? I said it right. Yeah. Okay, I got distracted. I was looking at um hundred thieves stuff, so I'm gonna make sure I was talking <laughs> about the right. But no, like pouncing on Face Clan right now is kind of the thing to do. It is. I'm sorry, but it is right now in these sports, trying every which way to get some dirt on Face Clan and expose something. It's very compelling information. Just as much as hundred thieves winning right now. Is compelling information. It's all compelling. This, these are things that people want to talk about right now. Look at look at hundred these rising. Look at Face Clan falling. Like they're they're the two hot teams to talk about. I'm not saying they're the hottest teams out right now. They're just the hottest ones to talk about. Yeah. They they're gonna people are gonna want to look to capitalize off of that. And Face Clan has to weather the storm like they did. I think it's great. I'm glad this guy got um, unbanned and was able to re- release a statement. But even more so. Showing that Face Clan had some integrity in this is important right now because they need, you know, it's all hands on deck. They've got to, they have to do a ton of damage control right now, whether they like it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, his statement didn't say much. It just said, hey, I got banned. I'm unbanned. My team was supportive. Thanks. And actually, I think that's the biggest slap in the face of Slashers. The fact they say, hey, yo, so you know they unbanned me. Uh, Y'all be easy. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going to, he's not going to, he's like, he's like, due to the anti-cheat system, which makes sense, you don't want to give away, like, the spiel of how and why people get banned when they do, because it could, people could find a way around yeah, that. Yeah, will do that, yeah. Yeah, but he pretty much just said, I'm not going to tell why I got banned, but like, hey, I got unbanned, my team was supportive, thanks. And like you said, yep. it's a huge slap, because it's like, like you said, you look away. You yep. look a fucking way, the fact that you couldn't even ask me Hey, what's what's the deal with this? What's going on? Right. Right. That's a fact. That's a and, fact. And I like that the 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 manager the EU manager, um, I had a I had a pleasure of talking with him when I was at uh Dreamhack Austin last year during the games a little bit. But he was awesome because he 
was tweeting and saying like, hey, we're working on this. Like, we're going to figure it out. And then once it was done, hey, we figured it out. He's unbanned. Like, he didn't just like go in hiding. Like, he was out vocal just as much as the reporter was. Like, saying like, yo, like, I understand like my org is in hot water, but like, this is like, I'm a manager. Like, this is my player. Like, I got to make sure they're straight. Like, and right now my priority is figuring out one, if he cheated and if he didn't, how are we going to get him unbanned? Right. Not, hey, this reporter is out here saying this. All right. Now let's handle this. Let's handle the situation before we start addressing all this other stuff around it. Right. I like that. Focus on what matters because that dude, they actually had to play today and the PEL is like, so if his account is banned, how does that affect the games tomorrow? Is Faze going to play with a man down? Are they not going to play at all? Right. Because I don't think a lot of PUBG teams have subs. So it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Because, again, like you said, the, the reporting can be damaging and it affects esports because these are players. These are people. They have to compete. Yeah. So if you are coming out flat, flat right out saying people are cheating, then people are going to look and be like, well, I'm not watching that. They got they support cheaters, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing this. Like, it affects so much different stuff. And like you said, I think I think with him being at the stature is, I, I, I want to say he knew better. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but I feel like he did. Yeah. And it was just really, really weird that that happened. I agree. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. I agree. Yeah. Well, that was the final topic of the day. I'm not going to hold you much longer. I want to again thank you for stepping in. So I love always, you know. You're always welcome to the show if you ever want to discuss esports, even though you hate it. I hate esports. All right. I'm always down. I'm always guess down what? to talk about what I hate. You hate esports, but esports loves you. No, it doesn't. Okay, I love you. There, I said it. All right. That works. That works. <laughs> I believe that. I don't believe esports loves you. Bump esports. I hate you. He hates he hates it until it's more genuine and you know it starts to solidify itself. Have some common sense. There's no common sense in esports. Look, there's no common sense in the world because common sense ain't common. All right. Ah, that's true. Bars. Okay. All right. All right. Now you got that one. I'm gonna clap for that. That was good. That was good. I'm gonna drink. So, as one of my favorite people usually say, we out. Don't get nobody pregnant. <laughs> but that concludes episode. Wait, before we go, Shidosha, is there anywhere people can find you? Even though it's in the interview, but we want to shout out the people we love. Oh my goodness. Twitch.tv slash Shidosha. I play everything. Um, but more so I love to do ranked adventures and fighting games because it's funny. And I also like to trash talk esports. So if you're down for that, come on through twitch.tv slash Shidosha. I am a partner streamer, so you can like get like emotes and stuff and one of them is actually no well, two of them are actually Troy's face. So there you go. <laughs> and he does have a ratchet hour. So shout yeah. out to Bounty for creating that with him. Yeah, yeah. I do have a question regarding your stream though. What up? When we seen some more Nancy Drew. Oh uh, September twenty nineteen. September. New Nancy Drew drops September, I think. Oh and I gotta check. Why you say that, Nancy? <laughs> what you mean why I say that? Because your, your fans, your viewers, 
That's a fact. Love Nancy Drew. Yeah, the ne- I think the next one comes out. There's a new. I, the reason why I haven't been playing it is because the new one it has been in production for five years for some reason. Like Jesus. A, a Grand a Grand Theft Auto came out. Okay, October first, twenty nineteen is when pre orders begin for Nancy Drew Midnight in Salem. When that game actually drop drops, I'm playing it. I'm we, we back on Nancy Drew. Actually, I think I got one more to play before that, but um, I'm not playing it before November nineteenth. Right? Okay. What there about Clue? We getting any Clue in before that? We'll see. We gotta get we gotta get a proper community night rocking, and then we we'll <laughs> some Clue because I don't have my Super Nintendo emulators anymore. Um, yes, screw screw you, Plum snitching on yourself to win the game. Dude, Who does that? That was a great. Oh my god! If you got, I'm gonna link yeah, that clip, clip or something. Available. The clip is available. Yeah, it still it still exists. I'm so I'm mad about that clip. <laughs> but yes, guys, Ashadosha normally says, "Don't get nobody pregnant," and as I always close out these episodes i want to thank you for listening we appreciate and we love you and until next time i just forgot what i was about to say oh esports well no not esports well we do say stay esports ready but until next time no it's not why i keep saying until next time until gg do his part we'll talk to you on the next episode peace peace